This episode of Watch Out for Fireballs is brought to you by the Ultralux. The Ultralux. And our patrons at patreon.com forward slash duckfeedtv. You know, people often ask us if there's a Mrs. Watch Out for Fireballs. I have to say, of course there is. You're her. And you're as beautiful as the day we met. God damn it. I have powder ganger blood in my pre-war casual outfit. I wish someone would come along and fix this. Well, there is a certain legend. To the town of Good Springs Road, a stranger one fine day. And though a sharp dresser, he didn't have too much to say. Unlike all the natives, his clothes had nary rip. The cause of all this neatness was the big iron on his hip. Big iron on his hip. He'd flattened out his clothing, he'd steamed and pressed his shirt. He used a bit of oxyclean to get rid of the dirt. And when asked about his secret, he finally acquiesced. Said he washed his laundry with a pinch of lemon zest. Big iron on his But then came a messy boy, his pants full of crumbs of bread. His manners faded long ago, his sense of fashion dead. And worst of all, his sins were his socks, it is said. Pinker than the sunrise, he had washed with Texas red. The stranger pulled out free breeze and sprayed the gross young man. God damn it, boy, this shirt says dry cleaner wash by hand. The messy boy stopped his tracks. He was thankful for the tip. Thankful for the stranger with the big iron on his hip. Big iron on his hip. I've done it. I've, I've done it. I, I finally got a musician to shut up about food. Oh, Morty Robbins, we've done it. Finally, I lost. Well, I do say that's cause for celebration. First glass of suds is on me. Oh, finally. Then. Wait, wait a minute. This is just detergent and water. <laughs> Yeehaw! Big iron!
My name is Gary Butterfield. My name is Cole Ross. And you're listening to Watch Out for Fireballs. It is a retro games podcast. And uh, today and for the next month, we're going to be talking about Fallout New Vegas, which is a first-person open-world RPG developed by Obsidian and published by Bethesda uh, for a bunch of systems, chiefly PC, Xbox 360, and PlayStation 3 um, in uh, 2010. The rare Engage version. Mm, yep. The um. Yeah, and uh, this is a, a kind of a direct sequel to our episode on Fallout 3. Um, you know, people who listen to our Fallout 3 episode, uh, you know, you heard us talk about it and kind of lament the fact <laughs> that we both have the itch. And there's so much about 3 that is illustrated by 4 and vice versa. Um, so we're doing it kind of right after. And it is, uh, it's kind of nice because we're going to be able to save some time. A lot of the generalities for this game are really similar. Um, it is exploring a wasteland and a first-person RPG. Vats is the same, things like that. Yeah. Uh, but we we didn't want to wait. Yeah, we really didn't. In fact, if you listen to that episode, you can hear us decide. Like, let's just do this sooner rather than later, because yeah. otherwise it was going to be two years, like at the yeah. least, you know. Yeah, which is which is which is too long, and we were both kind of itching to replay. So. Yeah, yeah. So we're we're yeah. really just going to talk about uh, about the delta, almost yes. between them. I mean, at least at least in the generalities, because there's so much to hit in the story um they're hugely different games yes uh many oh yeah uh many of the differences between this and and fallout 3 can be traced back to the fact that this has a different developer even though it's on the same engine uh this was made by obsidian uh a developer that both you and i really like um Mm -hmm. and has a lot of people uh, from black isle uh, the team behind fallout 2 uh working on it yeah and though that team after fallout 2 they were going to make a a kind of overhead uh version of fallout Three called Van Buren was the code name, and this allowed them to incorporate quite a few ideas from Van Buren into this game. Yeah, they weren't able to make that game because uh, because uh, Black Isle folded in two thousand three. Yeah, even though there is like a weird kind of playable version of it mm-hmm. out there that is kind of interesting. Yeah, that uh, you know Fallout super fans should should give a check mm-hmm. check out too. It wasn't where it was playable. Yeah, there is a, a small playable, very buggy <laughs> version of like the first area, but you, you kind of like see how game? the whole thing looks. Oh, oh yeah. yeah, we'll get into that. Um, <laughs> it's funny, though, because the, the bugs, like all of my playthroughs of this game that I've done before this, mm-hmm. uh, I did not have tons of bugs. Yeah. All of a sudden I'm playing it for the show and I had like a couple like kind of bad quest breakers. <laughs> so it's just it's just uh, to make sure it gets that whoever the, the bug contingent, the, the New Vegas is broken trash. Mm-hmm. contingent out there yeah sabotage my pc to make sure they, their voices were heard <laughs> yep. yeah so. um and you know we're alluding to a little bit of controversy and we're going to make uh, a controversial uh, controversial statement that's not going to be uh, a surprise to anybody who's listened to the fallout 3 episode <laughs> um new vegas is really strong because it has better writings uh, better writing better characters and just more character in general than fallout 3 um also more systems and more choice significantly so yeah like this this is uh playing this um this is almost like when i i was getting to the end of this and kind of reflecting on it i had this thought about like this almost could have gone into like one of our perfect game slots like Mm -hmm. this is so ambitious and huge and awesome yeah like i love this game Mm -hmm. and it is it is when saying it has better writing or better characters or more character is a real understatement yeah uh because without even you know not even having to compare it to three it is just in comparison to other games, the kind of complexity and opportunities for role playing and uh, just just the kind of uh, flavor to it is really singular and amazing. Is is 2010. So think about what else came out in 2010, Gary, that we also love. Alpha Protocol. Mm-hmm. Yep. 
<laughs> I mean, that's just ridiculous, no. right? Or was that 2011? I'm not even sure. I think Alpha Protocol was 2011. Mm, um, yeah. But it is, uh, you know, and they both have the same kind of uh, same authorial touch mm-hmm. from, from my boy, uh, Chris Avalon, who's just really, that's his thing. Yeah. You know, is like player choice and role playing opportunities. And it's like, it's so, it's so hugely important. And something playing this again after, because this has been like a real year of Fallout stuff for me, oh, yeah. uh, having played four and three um, in very short succession and then playing this is it contrasts so interestingly with uh, four as well, where like four is, is better written than three, but still not very better, you know, very well written. Uh, but the combat stuff that kind of starts here makes it kind of gets its, or that uh, is in four kind of gets its start here. Hmm. So some of that kind of, uh, you know, just, and there are little things, right. But the combat in this is a little bit better than the combat in three, which goes on to kind of be the, you know, the, I think the best shooter combat that's in a Bethesda game in, uh, in, in like a Bethesda that, you know, Bethesda developed game. Yeah. Not necessarily like Rage or something like that, like some weird, you know, a game that they published. Um, but uh, a Bethesda game in four. Yeah. So it's like you can kind of see that, that, but it doesn't get topped here. Like they took a big step back with the, the writing and everything. You can see that they're trying. Yeah. But they still don't, they still don't have it. Um, so this is uh, part of this. What makes it better and just kind of more compelling is the the quest. Uh, you have an identity. You're not starting out as a blank slate, and your entire story is not defined by someone else. You know, you're like you're making your own story. Um, this has you tracking your own killer um, to the city of New Vegas, and you get wrapped up in this power struggle that's going on in the region uh, as this uh, people are ramping up to war for Hoover Dam, um, and this is between these different factions, uh, Mister House who's kind of this uh, old world bastion of, uh, of power and wealth. Yeah, he's Howard, um, he's Howard Hughes. Yeah, well, yeah, exactly. And Walt, like Walt Disney, Howard Hughes <laughs> uh, kind of thing. Um, you can go independent and just kind of rule the world. Um, the NCR, uh, which kind of represents uh, order uh, at the cost of freedom. And Caesar's Legion, which uh, kind of represents uh, order at the cost of freedom and life. <laughs> um, you know, it is yeah. it is the evil version of uh it is the evil faction and uh you know the slaver faction the the shitty faction um i think that earlier on in in development i I actually know this to be true and there was a lot more shade to the legion and uh, a lot of that stuff got cut because now they come off as a little bit villainous and it just kind of is the evil choice yeah but it still has more shade than the enclave does in three exactly precisely there 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 is shade to this and like it makes me think about kind of the political ramifications of my acts Mm-hmm. And, you know, actions as I get, you know, as, as, as I move through this, you know, like fallout has always been about like, Oh, just the past ruined us. And what is our relationship with this thing? As we go forward, this is very explicitly like deciding, you know, does the past have influence over this, you know, relatively safe and important place. Yes. Do you, yeah. do you have uh do you have the old world blues? <laughs> Precisely. Um, something, you know, a little bit more superficial than that um, is uh, something else I really like, which is that this is a Western game, Gary. Yeah. Yeah. This is, this is cowboy as shit. <laughs> um, yeah, it is. I mean, and that has to do uh, with the geography, you know, of, of where it, where it's located. And then uh, just also, I think that it's just a kind of a cool setting that you don't see. Like that is a part um, kind of cowboy chic. That was a thing. You know, yeah. people were watching uh, shows about, uh, you know, rawhide and stuff like that <laughs> on TV during the fifties. That is a part of fifties nostalgia that is not often explored. Yeah. Is this cowboy thing? Yeah, and also just like the the idea that when humanity crawled out from under the rocks and they found just all of these you know ten gallon hats, they're like, well, let's party. Yeah, may as well. <laughs> the water out of these things tastes like shit. <laughs> tastes like tastes cowboy like, sweat. Tastes like forehead sweat. Yeah. Ugh. 
uh, like an old hat. Oh man. You, I, you ever get one of those old hats that gets like, uh, that you could clone yourself from? <laughs> like it just has enough of your DNA. I, I in it that, used to, used to could, maybe there's a, yeah. maybe there's an old, like a uh, hat for when I was real, real young. Yeah. And still used to could. yeah. Used to, you see, I'm getting, <laughs> used I'm getting, to good. <laughs> I'm getting into the flavor, Gary. You're at work. How folks. <laughs> yeah. Um, it means we uh, fuck cows. <laughs> <laughs> I, was, I, I was i had i was rolling this phrase over in my head earlier today uh sex hearse okay but i can't i can't quite figure out where it came from or what to do with it it's a like they're yeah i don't know what to do with it i don't yeah. <laughs> i don't know invent it <laughs> uh, yeah so it's like uber but for but for goths who want to fuck on the go i don't know yeah or or just if you have that uh that kind of uh, you know eros thanatos like wiring in your head where like you go to a funeral and you you know, you're just like, man, I, I'm so glad to be alive. I got to have sex with anybody in an airport. Yeah. Um, the, the sex hearse just pulls up. Yeah. It's got a little uh, portable DVD player with Cronenberg's crash in it. Yeah. You're reminded of death. Yeah. While you have a little death. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. Um, but um, yes, it is a Western game and it just, it really makes me want to play uh, Red Dead Redemption. God damn, that game mm-hmm. is so good. Um, but uh, kind of along with that, something that uh, is near and dear, dear to my heart with this as well is uh, how many factions there are, Gary. Yeah. It's yeah, really there are a important. lot of, a lot of people with, with competing interests and they're not as just, they're not black and white right. in this. Uh, even so. even factions that were kind of like unanimously good in previous games, like the uh, Brotherhood of Steel, they've got real problems. And factions that you know are morally suspect everywhere else at the Great Cons, they have you know redeeming stuff about them too. Yeah, yeah. There, there's uh, there's they're not two dimensional, right? Which is really nice. And with that kind of comes some complexity. And we'll talk about this when we start talking about the glitch part of it. Um, all of the anytime something happens and a quest breaks or something get, goes weird in this game. You should just be thankful that you have this level of complexity <laughs> like that. That is the expensive thing you're buying, mm. you know, with with this complexities or the the, the you know, the negative uh, kind of thing that's being added onto your experience. Yeah, that just comes from ambition. Yeah. You know, and that's it's awesome. Like mm. the, the the big quest, the big side quest that the broke or the, it's actually one of the main ones we're going to talk about in this episode. For me, it was frustrating. However, I was just like, man. You know, how many flags are there in this? <laughs> like, how complicated is this? Of course, something's going to break down. It's uh, it's creaking under its own weight, like the yeah. matrix of decisions that it's keeping track of. You know, with yeah. this uh, reputation system, with with the reputation system and just the really, really robust options for role playing, because uh, character customization is really powerful in this game, um, in multiple ways. So it's it's one. Um, so traits return. Uh, you have all these new perks uh, that come with actions. Uh, you know, more than just uh, with, with levels. So killing lots of people, unlocking lots of things, um, doing these kind of things. There's also um, your verb set is dependent on your character build yeah. in this game in a way that is not true of three. Um, you know, every once in a while you'd get a speech challenge in three that would just mostly allow you to bypass a quest. Mm-hmm. Um, here, there are challenges for all kinds of skills. Um, like, hey, I know a lot about money. Like, I know a lot about bartering. I can use that to get more money from this quest. I can also get it to understand someone's motivation for doing something financial. Yeah. You know, and get more information. Uh, And that's just hugely cool. Yeah. You know, Um, and the quests are built around that. The quests are built to have multiple ways to get around it, depending on how you want to build your character. Mm -hmm. Um, So, yeah, there there are gates that have many keys, right? Like, you'll be talking to somebody, and it acknowledges that, like, the, the their problem may be pretty complex. But, you know, you might simultaneously get, like, a science repair and medicine check. 
you yeah. know, that you, that you, that you can pick. So you can kind of see the different ways to go, to, to, to go through it. In addition to stuff like your attributes, like your, uh, your special stats, um, can be used, uh, to pass that as well. And something I like about this, I feel like is a really big improvement is, uh, rather than being a chance to succeed based on your skill, um, which to me encouraged in three, a lot of, uh, kind of saves coming, reloading kind of stuff. Um, you just have to pass the, th pass the threshold. Yeah. So, you know, um, so part of it is like, you can see, Hey, if I had played a different kind of character, um, you know, if I knew this much about repair, I could do this this way. And you get, you kind of get a glimpse of that and you get this little comedy option that's you not knowing a little bit, but not quite knowing enough. <laughs> right. Uh, but the way that they're designed is that never closes you off from anything permanently. Like there's always another option. Yeah. Like you can't, you can't break the game with this. <laughs> you know, there's always a way forward, even if that way forward ends up just being like a murder bot, but it's, you'd have to consciously make a murder bot that can't talk their way or sneak their way or deceive their way out of something in this game. Yeah. It's this huge, huge respect for like role-playing mm -hmm. like you building a guy and this is my guy in, in the Mojave. Yeah. This is, this is my career. This is what he's like. And people's uh, reactions to you will change depending on things that you've done as well. Like, you mm -hmm. know, depending on how you deal with the guy who shot you at the beginning of the game, you know, people are going, you know, that's going to reverberate. That can be like the first action that like makes you a force to be reckoned with. You know, yeah, on the and, scene. And, and more than just uh, like flavor wise, like mm -hmm. people will comment on it, but there are quests where like, hey, I have this really good reputation in this area. I can use that to leverage some power <laughs> in this quest. And like, that's crazy. And it's so good. And reputation is uh, is is separate from uh, your karma. So you have, mm -hmm. you know, I'm in, I'm in good with this, but like people can respect you, but fucking fear you. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like there's the, the, doing an evil playthrough of this game is there's not as much content. So it's. Slightly less satisfying. Well, there's more content than an evil playthrough of Fallout 3. 100%. Yeah, exactly. Like, it is still more content than an evil playthrough of even, like, really good. There's more content than an evil playthrough of, like, Baldur's Gate 2, yep. you know, or other games where evil playthroughs are kind of uh, allowed for. And the other thing is the time when those options come up where you can just be like, listen, you've heard of me. Um, you know, like, th those, like, Walter White moments that you get in this are incredible. And there's a perk for it which I love. Like, if you just want to get a glimpse of that, there's a perk called terrifying presence. I love that. Which just like, gives you like the badass shut down the conversation option. <laughs> yep. And it uh, starts combat with them. Running. I am, it's so I am the one who knocks like you can. <laughs> I am the one who knocks like to an entire Mojave full of Skylers. <laughs> like, so, oh man. <laughs> it is, it is so good. We're going to get into those specifics and stuff too. It is really hard not to dork out. And, and when you, this is the first time I played this with that approach of like, I'm looking at games and trying to see what makes them good and, and how they work. Yeah. Right. And, and it is just, I came away from this so impressed yeah. that uh, it is hard to put away that feeling. This is the most time that I've put into any game that we've covered. Um, uh, just barely edged out Morrowind and mm -hmm. uh, like, it was so painless. Yeah. It's, it's just, it is, it is fun to play specifically like, you know, like, yeah, the, like, you know, the play is fallout. The play is yeah. Bethesda open world RPG, but like that flavor and just the motivation to go do what's next. Uh, so strong because of that kind of stuff. And knowing that like everything I'm doing is building towards uh, succeeding at the next thing in cooler ways. Yeah. 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 And, and just, it's, it's you, mm -hmm. right? So you're playing and it always, it never stops feeling like you. Like that's, that's what a, a role-playing game does when it does it well, is that like, this feels like my version of this guy. I'm telling my story. So that context is always there. Even if you are just going to a base and killing raiders, which like you, the, the number of raiders and super mutants you kill in four, 
um, is in the thousands. It's really bad. Like most of the things they have you do is go kill super mutants and raiders at a location. Hmm. Um, this game does not really fall into that trap nearly as much. Um, there are a lot more situations that are talky. But um, even if you are just going and killing a raider, you have that context following behind you. Like you're not going and killing a raider. You're going and killing this one raider because uh, he kidnapped one of the NCR's uh, sharpshooters who another person you talk to, like after patching, you know, passing a speech check, confessed that they had feelings for them. Mm-hmm. You know, you always have this context behind you that can, you know, that changes your actions and makes it feel better. Yeah. Like even if you're just doing the same things. Yeah. It just feels cooler. And even the uh, like there's no just generic raider with this. Right. Yeah, yeah. That was that was shocking to see as well. Like you'll be you'll be running down the road and what would have been a raider um, in a different game or just kind of like a, a vague, you know, Mad Max uh, villain kind of person. They're a convict. Well, OK, convict. Well, well, there's a whole prison over here full of these guys and they got mm-hmm. loose. OK, cool. Well, you're not just fighting a raider around New Vegas. You're fighting a fiend and you can go to the fiend's home. Yeah, and, and learn about them. And you can go to that jail, and if you decide to talk to those guys, like, they're not evil people, <laughs> you know? Like, universally, like, they're they're bad guys, but they're not, uh, they're trying to, to make it in the same world that you are. Yeah. Um, it's very cool. Um, and and go, this trickles down to the companions, which uh, this has the, like, strongest set of companions uh, that I've played in a game after Torment. Hmm. Uh, Torment is probably number one. Uh, this is my second favorite set of guys. Yeah. Um, they're all really good. Uh, the, the worst one it would be is 20 times as good as the best one in Fallout 3. <laughs> so, yeah. So I, I don't want to keep on doing that. I know that I, I, I opened that salvo with like, oh, man, so much better than three. Like, like that will get people's like that'll yeah. wrinkle them. I hope that I, I hope that our, our effusive phrase of this can stand on its own. And we're not I'm not, like, I'm not as, as concerned about wrinkling people. I just think it's, <laughs> it stands on its own. I would be comparing that to uh, any kind of big Western RPG. Yeah. I like this set of companions more than I like any of the companions in Dragon Age, any of those sets. <laughs> so yeah. there, there we go. Like, then it's another big Western RPG. I was using three as an example, and three happens to be a particularly egregious example yeah. of uh, characters mm-hmm. in a role-playing game. But, like, even, like, you know, Bioware, which is really well-known for their companions, I like these guys more than I like, you know, the, the Dragon Age 1 and 2 set, at the very least. And most of what I played with the Dragon Age 3 set. Yeah. The Dragon Age 3 set's pretty good, yes. but I like these guys better. Um, yeah. yeah. And, uh, they're easier to control. Oh, definitely too. Like they, they, <laughs> they learn so much, like some of this stuff, like the, like the companion wheel where you can just kind of like direct them from, uh, from a quick screen that freezes mm-hmm. stuff feels like, feels like almost like mod content. Like this is, yeah. this is what somebody who really played this game a lot would know you desperately need in order to like tell them to stay or to alter their, uh, alter their tactics and stuff without going deep down into their conversation tree. It's huge. Yeah. Like, it is really, really helpful. Yeah. Um, one part of the game that I don't spend a lot of time with in any of my playthroughs, but I, I have done a playthrough that's kind of focused on it, is crafting, mm. um, which is really expanded from uh, from the previous games. And it's a cool system. Um, you know, you can do plant harvesting cre- to create food and chems and uh, make your own ammo yeah. and stuff. And it's, it's you can go through the whole game without really engaging in these systems. Um, you're rewarded if you do. Like, it's not strictly a dump stat. Yeah. It's just not necessary. So I don't spend a lot of time doing it. And it's like rolled under your repair too. And it's good to have repair up there oh, anyway. Yeah. Right. Well, it's like cra- the, the... crafting is rolled under repair. Uh, the other crafting is done other or uh, ammo stuff is rolled under repair. The other crafting is done under survival. Yes. Um, when you're making food and chems and survival is kind of like if there's a dump skill, it might be survival. Mm-hmm. And this, you can still do a lot of cool stuff with it. Yeah. So but... survival though gets you a lot of good uh, uh, perks. 
and stuff. It gives, too. Yeah, it gives you a lot of good perks, but then you get the ones where it's like, if you sleep outside at night, you know, like you're well rested. And it's like, why well, no, I don't care. Um, why is this yeah. a level 28 perk? Um, but you do yeah. get, uh, there are good ones yeah. there too. Uh, I, I rolled uh, like a gunslinger. And so mm -hmm. like 44 and 357 ammo gets really expensive. You tr if you try to buy it in quantity, uh, you can get basically infinite ammo by uh, getting the parts from different people for, for yeah. effectively free. And you can um, break down your ammo into into parts as well. Yeah. Um, to get that kind of lead and, and powder and stuff, it's pretty robust. Yeah. Um, uh, one of the big like combat enhancements that they, that they do here um, is uh, the the iron sights, mm -hmm. which is uh, which is pretty good. Um, that makes it feel I don't know it's it's easier to aim like that as opposed to just uh, mousing the cursor over somebody, mm -hmm. like that. Um, in addition to that, uh, the weapons are pretty malleable. Like you can get mods, you can add a scope to your forty-four, you can uh, improve their, uh, their 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 uh, repair, like their their durability, stuff like mm -hmm. that. Like I love that. Yeah, they have throw a silencer on something, mm -hmm. um, which is very useful. Um, yeah, so the, the weapon mods are really good, um, and they're you know you just pop those on, and uh, they tend to be kind of spendy, but they're useful when you get them. You find a weapon you really like. Um, there's a hardcore mode that is added that adds modifications to the regular game to make it more about survival. So you start tracking. Uh, food and water and sleep and the like. Um, I have played through this game survival mode. I didn't for this playthrough uh, for a couple of different reasons. Uh, one, um, I didn't want to deal with companions dying and just having to save scum when I wanted to see their quests so I could talk about them. Yeah. Um, two is that it is hard for the first couple hours. And then the way that um, everything, you know, this is not developed by Bethesda, but it feels like everything in this engine um, eventually you just become a Katamari that the world cannot stop. Um, <laughs> I end up with unlimited resources after like seven or eight hours of every one of these games. So I stopped wanting for things and I played it on super hard. I just didn't play it on survival because when I played on survival before, uh, I just have enough water mm -hmm. and then just becomes kind of a time tax because I can't carry all the loot I want with me because I'm carrying all this water. Mm -hmm. Uh, so then I have to just make multiple trips Yeah, that's kind of a bummer. Yeah. So I don't feel like it adds that much. If you want to play like a really role play experience down to that level, like, Hey, I have the shack. I go back to every time I need to go to sleep. Mm -hmm. Um, and this is a, the ice chest. I keep all my wa water and colas in. Yeah. Um, that's fine. Yeah. That's a cool way to play. And if yeah. you like it, that's, that's good. But I didn't, didn't play it that way. Yeah. What I, what I want, and I'm sure there's a mod that does this is just a, a menu where I can like determine the terms of that, because I like the idea of like, Oh, ammo contributes to weight. You know, I, I don't like ammo contributing to weight. Um, I mean, I, I get it. I understand why it's more realistic. I just kind mm -hmm. of liked not worrying about it. Hmm. Um, I wanted my difficulty again, just not to be patients. Like yeah. I didn't want to have to just make more trips, yeah. you know, because the, because since nothing disappears and you're not in an area, it's very rare that you can't return somewhere. Um, you know, you can just make multiple trips to an area and get all the stuff you need yeah. if you want to. Um, there's a, something that, uh, we caught a little bit of flack for not doing is there's a, a mod that J.E. Sawyer did to the game to make it, uh, more difficult and closer to survival with some kind of uh, toggleable parts. If you just search the, uh, the J.E. Sawyer mod, he's one of the guys who made the game. Um, and that version of it, uh, I am sympathetic to and interested in. Um, I wanted to talk about the vanilla version for the show. Um, the biggest change that I could see that I thought would make a huge impact is that stim packs become very rare yeah. in that uh, version. Instead, you get a lot of expired stim packs and they don't work instantly and they don't heal very much. Yeah. Uh, well, the, the not working instantly thing that's uh, that's rolled into survival mode in this. Both, yeah. Uh, both right away and uh, stim packs are uh, they act like food does in this. Yes. Which is um, good with food. Like I like that with food that you can't just like go go from uh, limping around with four stumps to uh, you know. <laughs> to, you, you, you don't Bioshock Infinite it. 
Yeah, like yeah I'm, well, I'm eating a bunch of garbage hot dogs and then instantly get back to full health. <laughs> yeah, well, you could, you could do that in uh, Fallout 3 because it wasn't uh, over time, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, the nice thing is here, it, it actually works over time, but it was not a, a way that I wanted to add add challenge to it because as we'll we'll see as we do these episodes is like the most interesting part to me the most is this kind of artic you know role playing and uh quest articulation mm -hmm. and kind of their respect for my approach to things yeah so uh but if you want to play it as a survival thing there are tons of resources out there for you yeah those are the two big mod or, you know the one that's built in the game and the j sawyer mod mm -hmm. and then i'm sure there are dozens and dozens of other mods yeah um and to speak to you know again just like we want to talk about the vanilla version of this it's just a matter of like you know we don't want to like talk about like eh, something you need to download executable files and stuff to kind of accomplish at least i don't like when we're talking about this for everybody i want somebody who's playing this on like an xbox 360 to be able to listen to this and feel like we're talking about their experience with it totally you know yeah we don't want a scholar of the first in yeah. ourselves exactly uh, from this yeah. um so the these episodes are going to follow uh, kind of a format this first episode is about the main quest um, and the, the kind of the ways uh, ways you get there. The, you can actually short circuit a large portion of the main quest. We're not going to, um, but you can kind of speed run it. We're not doing that. We're doing yeah. it as the game kind of intends it. And there are so, side quests that are rolled into that as well, because yes. like side stuff that is technically side quests are optional, um, are are part of the main quest in a big way. Yes. So we're we're doing that. The second episode, we're talking about um, the vaults, the side quest, the side content, uh, kind of writ large. Um, third episode, we're talking about the DLC. Um, so we're tackling all four DLCs for the game. Um, and in that episode or in the extra episode, either one, uh, Brayden Cameron is going to join us for a short uh, kind of mod showcase. Um, he is playing the game and is testing out and downloaded a whole bunch of mods he's going to tell us about. Because <laughs> modding culture, as much as we do want, are the main bulk of what we talk about to reflect the uh, the lowly Xbox 360 users experience. Yeah. Um, we want uh, modding as a huge part of this game. Yeah. So we want to recognize it and uh, learn about it. I also like that. I admitted we ruined this, this podcast for consoles. Oh yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. It, it, it's foreshadowing to the Deus Ex 2 episode. Um, and then, uh, then we have your responses and stuff. So as of the time you're hearing this, uh, there's still time to uh, to send us responses. Yeah. And so, yeah. Uh, if you're curious about what the deadline is for that, keep an eye on our uh, social media channels. Yeah. Um, yeah. So let's uh, let's get into it. So, again, for a lot of that generality is just how you move around and stuff. <laughs> Check out the follow three episode. You should listen to that before you listen to this. Uh, and we're going to get right into the actual content. Yeah. Uh, so not going to give too much uh, uh, plot for this because, you know, it's it's a role playing game. Come on. Um, but this is it does take place in twenty two eighty one. Uh, four years after the events of Fallout 3 and 40 years after the events of Fallout 2, importantly, because we are back in the West. And and we get this opening kind of cinematic, this long pullout uh, from the strip. Uh, Blue Moon is playing. We see uh, MP, uh, NCR troopers kind of wandering around drunk until we go up to a sniper, uh, the NCR kind of ranger, which is the iconic armor for this game, um, sniping a raider. And then kind of a hard wipe over to some mobsters um, digging a grave over a collapsed body yes and we have uh the i'm about to say gary oldman who am i who am i thinking of ron perlman there ron, we go ron perlman yep yeah gary oldman well i mean that would be fine yep, i was thinking okay. of Busey, but like gary oldman would also be okay <laughs> gary Busey. somebody mod that in please that's a mod i'd play with yeah. uh, <laughs> the... I, I guarantee you that that gary Busey has said war never changes like not not in this context but i bet you at some in some like he's ended an interview with that or something, there's probably some tape of him saying those words. Yep. 
and we can we can do an edit like yeah. <laughs> a, little, mm-hmm. a little clip from buddy holly a little clip from uh from uh black sheep you know mm-hmm. let's make it happen but <laughs> but um no we have uh we have the narration uh talking about kind of the uh the, the instigating uh kind of tension for this the ncr you know found that vegas was untouched after the after the bombs fell right um and uh went on to claim uh the hoover dam um, and yes. Caesar's Legion, which is formed out of this army of slaves, uh, fought over this for four years. And now we're kind of in this uneasy situation where the NCR is holding on to the Hoover Dam, but uh, waiting for Caesar uh, to cross the river at, at any moment. Right. And then we have uh, Mr. House, who's this kind of myster- mysterious figure who rules over uh, Vegas. No one ever sees him in person. And he has this uh, this army of reformed raiders who he's kind of recruited to be these these four families and then uh, police robots. Yeah. And uh, our character is kind of introduced as a courier that is hired to take something uh, to the strip. Right. Yeah. Uh, but he's been waylaid in this town of Good Springs. And we see, uh, you know, this momster, you know, holding up and uh, holding up this platinum. You call him a momster? Yeah, a momster. You know, he's, just, uh, he's, hold, he's holding up some, uh, some Rice Krispie squares and uh, uh, tang. Yes, you know, yeah, it's fine. Sunny D. Yeah. <laughs> Bring a Sunny D, baby. Uh, I, I think I'm, I think I'm. <laughs> Ring a ding, ding dongs. <laughs> Chocodiles and Twinkies. Uh, yeah, so I just, I just mush, mush-mouthed mobster. Um, but uh, this guy in kind of this uh, checkered suit holds up a platinum chip. He talks like Sinatra and then shoots me in the head. Gary, do you yeah. know, do you know who uh, voices Benny? Uh, yeah, it's a uh, uh, friends, Mister Friends. <laughs> yep, it's Johnny Friends. Yep, um, Johnny Friends from yep. uh, yeah, it's the Chandler Handler. Yep, or whatever it's, it's, it's old, uh, it's old Chandler Google himself. Yes. Yeah, which yeah. I didn't know until I was doing research to put the notes together. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah, and he doesn't I mean he he does uh journeyman's work. Like he, he does it as real like just hey baby, that's hip. Like he just he just kind of does that for the entire performance and it's fine. Yeah. Um there's some phenomenal voice acting in this game. Mm. Uh but he is not uh, necessarily <laughs> the best yeah. of the best I, I just love the idea that mr house has elevated these four families like a while ago they were probably speaking in grunts and grunts yeah. and howls and now they're like yeah. yeah 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 baby well that's that's a big thing with vegas is people yep. coming across this uh iconography mm-hmm. of this time and adapting it and Never i think know. that's actually really cool oh yeah, yeah. like i say they, they crawl from under the rocks 10 10 gallon hat time to party yeah exactly yeah no. <laughs> um and then so that opens up uh with our quest uh ain't that a kick in the head Can one guy be? I kissed her and she kissed me. Like the fella once said, Ain't that a kick in the head? The room was completely black. I hugged her and she hugged back. Like the sailor said, Quote, Ain't that a hole in a boat? My head keeps spinning. I go to sleep and keep grinning if this is just a beginning. Mm-hmm. Um, and we are introduced to Doc Mitchell, uh, who walks you through kind of character creation as this medical checkout. Yes. Um, checkup yeah. kind yeah. of thing. He is surprised that you are alive because you had two bullets in your head and in what can only assume is the most sterile place in the work and in the, in the wasteland, uh, let alone the entire world. He pulled those out. I- an open grave. Yeah. 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 The, the, uh, you didn't get any, uh, any dust or bloat fly larva <laughs> inside there. Um, oh man. What of the, what of the entire time we are the bloat fly that is piloting the courier. Like you, you spend the entire time in first person mode. And at the end, uh, it shows the cutscene where it backs off and you just have a bloat fly for a head. 
<laughs> yeah, that, that'd be that'd be great. Yeah. Um, so, so you pick your your traits. Traits are back from uh, Fallout One and Two, and these are kind of just little quirks yep. that you have that have an upside and a downside uh, yeah. to them. Always take Wild Wasteland. Wild Wasteland gives you a bunch of cool like extra dialogue. I've done Wild Wasteland every other time I've done it. I didn't do it this time. Hmm. Uh, I was just just read up on them. It's really good though. Um, and then Four Eyes is really good. Um, if you don't have glasses, you have negative one perception. But if you do, you have plus one. Uh, and it's pretty easy to find glasses, and they work with a lot of like the really good helmets. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I did that. I think I did a uh, small frame mm. um, to pump my agility. Nice, because uh, it, it made sense for for my guy who is going to be a uh, an abolitionist sniper kind of character. Well, Gary, why would it matter if we said that slavery is bad? Everybody knows slavery is bad. <laughs> good point (laughs) (laughs) okay cool so you say you were a sniper i was uh kind of like small arms close up kind of a Mm -hmm. raucous kind of guy and that is hard to do especially uh you know if you're holding yourself to that those don't do an awful lot of damage to a death claw so i had to really uh, pump the crits yeah as uh as because i was playing on very hard um because i i generally and i said this before and this is not these are not considered to be hard games in the community at large so me saying i play them on hard is not me trying to like stamp my mlg gaming card mm-hmm. uh but i play play this on very hard and the beginning is really tense and great the middle becomes easy like every uh every game and then uh when you get to the dlcs and end game areas uh even with a really high powered sniper rifle you are just not doing enough damage <laughs> uh and eventually but at that point i had enough skills i just diversified and switched to energy weapons yeah because i ended this game with a hundred in every skill except for unarmed and barter <laughs> yep. so because uh, they, yeah same except uh except melee and uh and unarmed yeah because <laughs> it is uh it is pretty easy to, to max those out if you're playing the entire game because they kept increasing the level cap the vanilla yeah. game had a level cap to prevent this yeah. but the dlcs get rid of that <laughs> nope and uh, i ended at level 50 um and i had a whole dlc left to go after that yep <laughs> uh you you uh you choose your uh your stats through this uh vita vigor tester vita tester <laughs> thing which i really like it's really cute it's like a grip tester yeah it's exactly it's a love machine um and then uh, you do the this this part's pretty fun like you do these uh inkblot tests and everything but then similar to all these character creations they say hey i might have made a mistake you can fill out this form yourself oh yeah um, this is the flavor version of the goat, you know, it from like Fallout 3. Yeah. But uh, if you want to change it, you definitely can. And what's amazing is um, it lets you play for like a half hour. And then it says, hey, do you like what you're... Uh... <laughs> I love that so much. <laughs> what, uh, what can I do to put you in this character today? And that's that's 3. Again, I'm going to not make every comparison to 3. But just it is like a cooler way to do it because you're able to do more things. Mm-hmm. Like 3 had like a little bit of a combat tutorial where you fight the rat roaches and you shoot your way out of the vault. Yeah. Uh, murdering all of your old time friends. Um, but the, uh, this one, you, it feels like you do a lot more. It's like, not until you leave this huge opening area that it gives you that opportunity to see like, Hey, do you like this? Like Mm -hmm. you've managed to engage with a bunch of different systems at this point. You've, you've had opportunities where barter would have been useful. Yeah. So like, Hey, sure. You don't want to tag barter. Cause if you want to, this is the kind of stuff it can give you. It's really elegant and great. Yeah. I mean, Um, and that goes all the way back even to like, uh, like oblivion, like Bethesda's way of handling this is like, you do a bunch of stuff then you cross the threshold and then that is the time. You know, that you should have saved before. So you didn't have to do all that other stuff when you start a new character. (laughs) And I just, I, it's the, they've done it before, but I like this one a lot more because you get a, a wider exposure to the types of skills. Yes. Uh, I suppose. Yeah. Yeah. I I, I was, Um, I I wanted to say that uh, they had done it before, not exactly this way, but like the way Fallout 3 handles it is exactly the way that Oblivion did it. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So you get your, he gives you a Pip-Boy 3000 and uh, he used to be a, 
a vault. He used to live in a vault. Yeah. Um, so he gives you a vault suit from Vault 21. I love the and, vault that he came out of. <laughs> yeah. And we're going to talk about this is my uh, my favorite set of vaults mm-hmm. too in, in a Fallout game. Yeah. Um, I think Vault 11 is a triumph of like level design and, and kind of one of my favorite sci-fi short stories ever. Yeah. Um, so we will get to uh, Default 11 next episode. Yeah. Um, so uh, he says, hey, if you're looking for work or you're, you want to get your bearings, talk to Sunny Smiles. Um, but as you're you're doing so, this robot rolls up, uh, <laughs> Victor, which, which I love Victor. Like, yep. uh, this this is the, the great voice acting in this game. Oh, um, howdy, fella. It's it's so charming. Yeah. And there's, there's a part where you're like, uh, what kind of robot are you? And he goes, I'm a Securitron. And, like, I love that <laughs> delivery so much. Um, but this is the guy who pulled you out of the grave. Yeah. He's, he's, and, that, he's uh, that metal feller who pulled you yeah. out. What pulled you out your grave? Yeah. Um, cool cowboy robot. Um, he's based on the the really famous uh, electronic cowboy sign mm-hmm. um, that is in Vegas. That's also in that Simpsons episode where all the advertisements come to life. Yeah, just don't look. Yeah, just don't look. Just don't look. <laughs> just don't look. Um, he's based on that, and he doesn't give you a lot of information at this point. No, um, no. he's being cagey. Like, hey, yeah, I don't remember how long I've been here. You know, I don't really understand. I, I know Mr. House sent me here, but I don't really know. You know, and all this stuff will make sense. There's reasons for that, which I love. Yeah. Um, which you, you can find out later. Yeah. But this is not the last we're going to see of old no, Victor. No, no, no. Vic- Victor hangs around. <laughs> um, so we're on this like little set of tutorial missions. Yeah. Um, like you go find Sunny Smiles in the in the tavern and she says, hey, well, you know, let's uh, let, let's go hunt some varmints, you know, just to get you, you know, get you uh, get your land legs back. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, you know, so you go and you do the you hunt, um, you know, you go uh, kill some some geckos. Those are new enemies to this game. Um, classic returning from uh, from Fallout 2. And, and uh, you do a little crafting. Um, she has you craft a healing powder, um, which is also returning from Fallout 2. Uh, and then says, hey, you know, go talk to Trudy at the saloon. And uh, we go talk to Trudy, and uh, we introduce, we're introduced to this little scene that happens around us where uh, there's a powder ganger who shows up who's kind of shaking her down for this information from about a traitor named Ringo. Yeah. Um, and we get a new quest at this point, uh, Ghost Town Gunfight. We have to choose how this articulates. We know that the powder gangers are kind of threatening the town. And they're looking for this guy. Yeah. Um, and that's one we're going to get into in the uh, in the side quest kind of stuff. Yes. Yeah. Even though most people will probably do it here. Right. Um, but it is uh, technically a side quest. Yeah. So that will be articulated next episode. <laughs> but uh, this is great because, you know, you, you the, the, the prominent thing about his design is that he's wearing this jumpsuit, right? That says uh, NCRCR or something like that. I thought he was yeah. an NCR policeman. At first, and yeah. I was like, "Oh, this is this is a new wrinkle." But like, you get the sense, like, yes, this uh, th- this is a place under siege. Everybody here seems pretty nice. You know, might as well you know set up a homestead at least and try and protect them. Yes, yeah. yeah. Um, um, this opens up the quest. Uh, they went that away as you as you talk to her and you get some kind of information about which way uh, the people headed. Yeah, and this is uh, kind of a very long sweeping quest. Because even though as the crow flies, like if you look at your map marker, you could just kind of like go north a little bit and there's the strip. Like you can even from the graveyard see kind of the light pollution off of uh, the Vegas Strip. Um, You can't really go that way or you shouldn't because that way lies uh, Deathclaws and Cazadors, two enemies that even when uh, you are fully equipped and fully loaded out and have a companion with you will cause a lot of trouble. Yes. And this was a big complaint of people. Who uh, you know preferred the open world of uh, earlier Bethesda games. Um, however, uh, in all of those games, especially in three, you can still wander into an area full of Deathclaws. 
Yeah. In three, you know, you can, you can end up at that, that town and the name is escaping me, but the town is full of death, death claws. So it is definitely kind of guiding you a way. There's kind of a U, like a long U shape that it wants you to take to get to Vegas. Yeah. Going counterclockwise um, around the map. And if you, and if you engage in that, it's going to introduce you to the elements of this world really elegantly and naturally. Um, and you can choose to do that. If you want to get through it, you can get through that way and go directly north. Like I've done it. Um, you know, especially if you tag sneak. Aim, tag, aim for the wings. <laughs> yeah, aim aim for the wings. Uh always aim for legs. Um there's a perk that you can get that's like hobbler that allows you to <laughs> gives you uh in, increased uh to hit on legs and I think it does increase damage as well. Um, which is going to be a godsend if you're fighting big monsters you shouldn't be fighting. Yeah. Um but even if you just kind of uh run through, if you take a wide enough swath to the right, kind of, you can avoid all of that and just go right to Vegas. Right. If you want to. So it is totally possible. Yeah. But the game is leading you and the game is right to uh, to go south instead and kind of learn about this, these factions and, again, get that context. Right. Because, you know, if you just show up at Vegas and just get your revenge, like you, you're missing out on a big part of the world that, that revenge is sitting in. Yeah. Like you, you want to have like, you know, some enemies following you hot on your heels when you get to the gates of New yes. Vegas. You know? Exactly. Or friends, you know. <laughs> um, right. So you, you head south. And, uh, you know, so the, you get, you go south to the, uh, the courier, the Mojave Express, your yes. courier company, uh, which is their HQ is in prim. Um, one thing I didn't realize until this playthrough, which like really big, deep games, you learn things even after you played them a thousand times. Did you know that, um, the Mojave Express boxes operate like the boxes in Resident Evil? No. Like if you put something in, in a Mojave Express, uh, courier box, you can get it from another, any other one in the world. <laughs> really? Yeah, like it gets delivered for you. Huh. Um, yeah, so they're they're just like the uh, the Resident Evil save save room boxes. Yeah. That... And there's one of those right in Good Springs. So if you go and you get all the powder ganger like long views dynamite and and stuff that you can't carry with you, uh, if you don't have a high, because strength tends to be kind of a dump stat for me in these games, um, you can pick it all back up at fr- at Prim and sell it. <laughs> That's really cool. I like that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I like it too. <laughs> um, and there's one in most major uh, civilizations. So. Huh. Um, pretty neat. Pretty good. Uh, so we get to Prim, um, and this mm-hmm. is a place that is, uh, you know, well, again, we have these two factions that we see. There's a, there's an NZR camp on one side of this overpass that leads into the town, and they tell you, yes, the some some uh, convicts have escaped, and uh, they're calling themselves the Powder Gangers, and they're throwing dynamite at us. If we see you cross that bridge, we're going to shoot you, so you have to sneak in. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. They, um, and that's, uh, the Powder Gangers are a group of people, they escaped from this prison because they, uh, we're using dynamite to excavate. Um, at this point, I think they had them at work in the quarry. Yeah. Well, according to the backstory. everybody says like, hey, how 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 bad of an idea could it be to give a bunch of criminals dynamite? Yes. <laughs> but that's that's the NCR is yep. this kind of like short sighted, uh, you know, overconfidence. Yeah. Um, so the uh, they've taken over this town, however, um, you head into uh, you sneak past the, the NCR and get to this uh, casino in town, the Vicky and Vance Casino. Uh, can we camp out for a minute and talk about how funny Vicky and Vance is? <laughs> Fucking great. Um, I love it. We, we, I mean, we can't, uh, I don't think, uh, is, is Prim Slim here yet? Oh, uh, I think so. Yeah, we can, we can talk to Prim Slim and get the, the story of Vicky and Vance. And just how much character is in this is mind-blowing. <laughs> uh, so he tells you the story of Vicky and Vance. And Vicky and Vance are set up as uh, like a small-time Bonnie and Clyde. Um, the way the story is told is so good. <laughs> like just like rumored to have 
you know, a bad check cashing spree. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's like, yeah, you know, mostly they just kind of went across the Southwest, uh, knocking off convenience stores, driving away from gas pumps, uh, stuff like that. Uh, they died on the they, they died by walking into the crossfire between a uh, the police and other bank robbers. And, an, and another bank robber where they <laughs> were rumored to try to pass a bad check. He yeah. was told that they were going to go to that bank to pass a bad check. <laughs> That's so funny. But it introduces like, I, everybody knows the story of Vicky and Vance. And I, <laughs> and I thought, yeah, and I, I love Prim Slim too. <laughs> and I thought that, uh, when, when, like when I did this, oh, they had, they had to like obscure the Bonnie and Clyde thing. Maybe somebody owns their estate. They can't do this. Like, well, everybody thinks that Bonnie and Clyde were the, were the originals, but did you know? <laughs> yeah. It's very funny. Um, you know, so you, you, they have their, their death car there and stuff. And Prim Slim, we keep referring to as a robot with a cowboy hat. He's a protectron. Uh, He's the best. Um, I'm a protectron. Um, he is the best. Yep. Yeah, but this is a casino. This introduces a little bit of the gambling element uh, to this. Yes, and the, the casino doesn't open up yet, but we'll talk about that in just a second after oh, we, yeah, uh, no. we get it get it going. Mm-hmm. Um, so in order to get this uh, this information, um, we, we talked to Johnson Nash, who is the guy who works for the Mojave Express. And he uh, finds out that uh, Victor hired six couriers. Mm-hmm. And uh, there's a person they originally hired to be this this courier that passed once he saw that your name was next. Um, and which is foreshadowing. Yeah, foreshadowing for way at the end, <laughs> like at the end of the last DLC. 65 hours from now. Yeah, 65 yeah. hours from now. So we know there's this other courier. And we know that they hired six couriers, uh, you know, for roughly the same job, um, which is kind of mysterious. And we'll learn why. Yeah, uh, which is pretty cool. All of them were carrying like uh, like dice or cards or something like that. Yes, yeah, some kind of trinket, like a chess piece, things yeah. like that. Um, and in order to, uh, he's like, yeah, the, you know, the deputy might have talked to those guys who passed through here. However, he's being held by the powder gangers. Right. Uh, so we get this quest to repu- uh, rescue Deputy Beagle uh, yep. from the Steve and Bison Casino, mm-hmm. which I think is a real place. Like Prim it is, is a real totally place. Yeah, Prim um, is real, and this casino is real. Yeah. Um, and uh, the real casino has a uh, roller coaster going through it, just like this one does. Yeah. Yeah. Um, um, and this is a powder ganger dungeon. So this is yes. your first uh, kind of like really difficult extended uh, combat um, yeah. situation that you might be uh, going into, especially indoors. There's very little indoor stuff that happens in this game, actually. Yeah, you, you don't spend as much time in, in kind of dungeons. It's not as it's not nearly as combat heavy in general yeah. as, uh, as other games of this. And even just so when you first run into uh, Deputy Beagle here, that role playing thing is in full effect because he just wants to be let go. If you are intimidating enough, you can say, hey, if you try to leave without helping me, like, clear these guys out, I'm going to shoot you in the back of the head as you leave. Like, you can you can intimidate him into staying and helping and get a temporary companion. Well, he's trying to uh, weasel his way out. And he's like, ah, yeah. I'm going to go see if it's safe to leave. Yeah, he's kind of a shithead in general. Uh, so you can you can do this kind of like if you put in these stats, you get this advantage of having this extra gun mm-hmm. uh, with you to clear it out, which is you know pretty cool. Um, and uh, you clear him out and you learned, uh, you know, hey, they they were headed south. You get the the next little little blip. I'm heading to uh, to Nipton. Um, we're going to talk about the. Com- are we doing companions in the next episode? Yes. Okay. Because we run into uh, Eddie here is the first companion you're likely to get, and is such a solid bro, uh, <laughs> and you really really want to uh, do yeah. whatever the the hoops they want you to jump through to get him. So <laughs> yeah, we'll he, talk about that next episode. Yeah, he's the eyebot on the uh, on the counter at the general store. Um, yes. At this point, so people are saying, ah, oh, you're missing something about uh about the Stephen Bison. Um, really, it's like there are so many ways to go about this. I'm sorry if we missed something. Not to be defensive you, you, on the like on the out, but it's like yeah, there there there's a lot to keep track of. There's not that much inside the Stephen Bison. Like there's a there's a gun that's hidden in a floor safe in the gift shop. Mm-hmm. That's that's good, but it's a hard lock, so it's really hard to get into. Yeah. 
Um, but mostly it's just, you know, hallways and, and shooting guys. Mm-hmm. You know, there's not, there's not, this is just a combat dungeon, which there are a few of those in this game Yeah. where there's not that much to say, but you're just, you engage in, in Fallout New Vegas yeah. combat. Yeah. In this section, this is when, after you complete this, this is when the casino opens. Um, there's a side quest to gamble at every casino until you can't gamble anymore, <laughs> um, which is, uh, you know, kind of pointless because money eventually becomes no object yeah. in this game. But you initially it's really useful. So mm-hmm. I always did it. And if your luck is above average, um, Blackjack will treat you well. Yes. So, uh, and I, I spent a lot of time playing Blackjack in oh, this yeah. game because Blackjack is fun and uh, I won a lot and it felt good. And the <laughs> uh, the kinesthetics of the the Blackjack engine on this are really satisfying. Oh, yeah. Like the, the shuffle noises. <laughs> Stacking like, the chips. Everything. Yeah. Yeah, it sounds really good. Like the sound effects are really nice. <laughs> yeah. I think with that, uh, with that mea culpa about, uh, about Stephen Bison, just in general, um, they're, they're, oh, yeah, you yeah. Know, we're, we're talking about our own uh, either recollections or what we actually did uh, in this most recent playthrough. This is a, this is a huge game. Like this is, uh, we're going to miss some stuff. Yes. Or just not talk about some stuff. We're going to do our best to cover broad swaths of it and one complete experience of the game for sure. But it is, it is huge. Yeah. And uh, if we miss some things, we apologize Yes, because it's big and complicated. Yeah. Um, so you head south. Um, there are some ghouls that will kind of head from the hills, um, more animals, either mole rats or geckos, and then uh, some more convicts um, as you uh, you kind of head down. And eventually you get to the uh, the Mojave outpost yes. down here. Which uh, is a really good indication, if uh, Prim didn't show you, uh, of kind of the, uh, the, the bureaucratic gridlock of a relatively incompetent NCR. Like there are yes. caravans that are waiting to get through, but because of, you know, the, the road that you just traveled is so dangerous. Um, and the road that you refused to travel up to the North was so, you know, uh, so dangerous. They're just keeping everybody like locked in purgatory here. Yeah. They don't have enough troops and they're getting orders from their general not to deploy anybody. Right. Because the general is bracing for this conflict at the dam mm-hmm. and is trying to save everybody. There's a huge set piece here because you see these gigantic metal statues of an NCR ranger, and a uh, a member or a ranger, a Texas ranger, and an NCR member shaking hands. Yeah, these huge giants, <laughs> um, which is interesting. This idea that the uh, not Texas, uh, the uh, the Arizona Rangers yeah. were a thing before um, the NCR, and that's kind of a nod to Wasteland. Mm-hmm. Um, that's a big part of Wasteland are these rangers. Hmm. So, yeah, I mean they exist in the Fallout universe as well, but uh, they they've kind of joined forces. Yeah, here, and you get to see this huge statue, which is kind of fun. And, you know, just you can see it from a really long way away, too. Yeah, Yeah. it's a landmark. (laughs) Everything. So, you know, this doesn't have, like, as many landmarks as D.C., uh, but they definitely stick out more. Um, yeah and sure. uh, like they, they feel more kitschy at the very least i'm not looking at like a like a destroyed uh giant cowboy sign i'm feeling sad yeah yeah yep. <laughs> um so they, they head you to uh to nipton uh from here they say say to go to nipton and there's a little like a minor quest that says just go check it out yeah um and as you approach there's this really cool like you start hearing gunfire in the distance um a guy runs out of nipton and uh says hey man i won the lottery uh, I'm so, I'm so excited. I, I can't believe I won lottery. And you try to ask him what this is. And he's like, no, no, the lottery. Yeah. And eventually just runs off. You don't get to find out what's happening. You mean the short uh, story we read in middle school? Yeah. He, he won a copy of it. <laughs> Shirley Jackson. It's the Shirley Jackson special. Um, but you get to Nipton and this is where we're introduced really to the Legion. And it is such a good introduction. Oh my gosh. It's um, brutal. Yeah. It's super brutal. Like this is, this is a darker game yeah. than, uh, than the previous one. 
um, because they are, you know, straight up crucifying people. And you run into uh, God. The, the name is escaping me. It's like but the Lucian guy, or like like Lupus or something like that. Yeah, no, not that guy. The uh, guy who's inside the boxcar. Oh shit! Uh, yeah, there we yeah, go. Yeah, the guy who's in there who got second place in the lottery, and it, the lottery is the uh, one person wins and gets to live. The runner-up just had his legs like hammered on. Right. Um, and this guy, I love uh, boxcar because he's not a good guy at all. No, no. Like he's, he's a... a piece of shit. Like he's, you know, he's a powder ganger that was here. He was <laughs> in this town to, to do drinking and whoring yeah. and stuff. And he's not grateful or anything. Like you're, you're just, like, you can give him some, some medex, some morphine with the pain. He's just like, thanks. But that's, that's really it. Yeah. Like he's just here to, to show you how brutal the, the Legion is. Yeah. And everybody else, you can see them. They're crucified on telephone poles. It's yeah. some Randall flag ass shit. Yeah. Yeah. It's intense. Um, so eventually you get there and the, uh, the leader of the Legion is here and he gives you a quest, uh, that's not quite part of the main quest, but it's also not really a side quest yeah. where he says, uh, tell people about the Legion. Yes. Like, cold, tell them what you saw here. Cold, cold heart. And this yeah. is just any number of these kind of like you know, relatively passive quests where, yeah. you know, if you, if you trip it enough, then you're going to, uh, you know, finish it. Yes. Yeah. Um, so we don't have to engage with Nipton. There's stuff to do here yeah. if you want to. You can, uh, uh you, can, you can kill the, uh, the lieutenant. Uh, oh, which I did. Lieutenant. Yeah. <laughs> all, all Legion gets shot on sight. Yeah. In in my game. I just played as Boone too. <laughs> like, it's, it's, uh, Boone and Boone too. Um, it, 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 they actually call us Linux. Um, yeah, is the more common name for Boone too. R- but, r- um, riding around in a stage called, a stage code's called the distro. Yeah. 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 That's Linux, right? I think. I, I, I don't, I have no clue. Um, yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, so you can, I killed every Legion member I saw. Yeah. And uh, that introduces this infamy, and it's actually kind of a bad idea to play that way because then you start getting really high-level Legion assassin. <laughs> assassins coming at you when you're way too low-level to deal with it. Yeah. Uh, so <laughs> And uh, those assassins, it's kind of like the talent company mercs or the yeah. uh, the regulators. Like, you'll just fast travel somewhere, and then just all of a sudden, pop, 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 no, There's pop, just pop. six guys, like, yeah. trying to kill you, and it's like, well, shit. Um, <laughs> yeah, but there's nothing for you here. Like, you can go into the, uh, go into the school um, that they uh, were kind of, like, holed up at and uh poke around but like everybody's dead well what, what's here for you is learning the story of this town and what happened yes and that that's a, a continual thing in new vegas it's one of my favorite things about it is that uh it doesn't feel like it needs to necessarily give you a mechanical reward for everything mm-hmm. a lot of times your curiosity is rewarded with like story yeah stuff so you learn that what happened here is that the mayor um you know he was taking kind of bribes like he was you know taking bribes people were just using this town you know to party um for prostitutes and the like and he was going to sell it out to these uh these criminals mm-hmm. and then a legionary came to him and said like hey uh if you lure a bunch of ncr people here i will give you the, a bunch of money like a payday and you'll be able to escape yeah and he's like great you know like uh let's do it he just took took all comers and then the legionary just took all the people who accepted the bribes so everyone from the town mm-hmm. and all the ncr soldiers that he kind of entreated there and the criminals and just rounded them all up because they're yeah. all sinners in the eyes of the, the Legion. Yeah. By, ex- like the, if, by if accepting the, NCR, the bribe. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Right. By, by accepting this bribe and choosing to do so. It's like everyone is, uh, uh, what's his head from seven. Like everyone's <laughs> Kevin Spacey from seven or all the, the, you know, and the Legion is. So it's like the NCR and the Legion are kind of set up to be this, uh, like ruthless inefficiency and ruthless efficiency, <laughs> uh, kind of, kind of mirror. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, like that, that, that particular situation, it's like, uh, it's like the Santa bot from a uh, Futurama, like, mm, yeah. oh, some, somebody shaking down somebody like, oh, that's naughty. Somebody who didn't pay his loan, his loan shark equally as naughty. Yes. Like it's, uh, like 
their morals are right out there. They're convoluted um, and they're really, really old school and not tenable at all, but they're out there. And yeah. this, the, the, this is a, an object lesson in that. There is a code and there's something they respect, but yeah. it doesn't actually work very well with a survival culture <laughs> unless they impose their rule, you know? Yeah. Um, so like it's, again, if you want to go clear this place out because it's the right thing to do, you can do it. Uh, but what you get rewarded with is just learning the story of this town that had a corrupt mayor. Yeah. Um, eventually you head past this, um, you head north on the road and you get up to Novak, yeah. which Novak's really cool too. Yeah. Uh, cause it has, and this is a real, real place. Um, it's a hotel, uh, used to say no vacancy mm-hmm. and a bunch of the lights burned out. So now it says Novak and it has a huge dinosaur in front of it. Similar to the Wee's big adventure dinosaur. <laughs> Randy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. so yeah, this, the, like, this is a town instead of having houses. Well, there are houses like on the outskirts, but like the, the compound that you're in, um, it is just a, you know, regular motor in, um, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, all the rooms face a face a central um, kind of a courtyard and it's run by uh, this woman uh, uh, who uh, kind of like lives in the office. Yeah. And we'll talk about her more apps next episode. Yes. Um, this is another place where you can pick up a companion, but uh, the other person you can talk to Manny here, he knows the person who shot you. Like he actually knows, uh, knows him. His name is Benny, um, but says, Hey, if you want this information, you have to go, uh, we're getting attacked by ghouls. You have to go clean out these ghouls at the rocket factory. Yeah. Uh, nearby which like this is almost like a side quest mm-hmm. um because you can any of these kind of main uh on this branch of the main quest you could just bypass it and keep going north mm-hmm. and you'd be fine you could also manny has like a speech check that will bypass this as well yeah um so this is kind of old school in that respect but yeah, yeah the critical path would be to go clear out these ghouls for him yeah yeah. And, uh, you know, like the, the, this is, I, you know, I designed these notes so that we didn't skip that stuff. I suppose. Yeah. So just if anybody's like, why don't you be, like, what is the, what is the reasoning for why something went in episode two and as opposed to this, um, that, that that's why it's just like yeah. this, like they're very strongly suggesting like, Hey, go here and learn about ghouls between the two <laughs> of them. Yeah, exactly. Between the two of them, we'll, we'll learn about all the stuff, yeah. not just ghouls, but we learn about super mutants. We learn about sentient ghouls. Like, this is a really huge world-building thing, mm-hmm. uh, this quest, uh, Come Fly With Me. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, you have up you head up to the uh, the Repcon factory, and, uh, you know, you have all these feral ghouls who are rushing at you uh, from the outside, and this is very heavily radiated um, yes. as well in certain spots. And we really haven't run into that so far. No, because, you know, the Mojave wasn't hit for reasons we'll actually learn. It's not arbitrary. <laughs> um, we get there, we get through this factory of ghouls, this kind of combat dungeon, and we eventually uh, talk on the speaker to this human who sent, sent, you know, tells us directions. We go to him and it's a human who thinks he is a ghoul. He's, he has the ghoul voice. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> his name's Chris, I think. Yeah. yeah there we go. Yeah. Chris. Chris. Um, Chris the ghoul. <laughs> and then uh, he says, hey, you have to talk to Jason. And we meet uh, Jason Bright, yep. who is a interesting character. <laughs> so he is, uh, he is a glowing one, which is a special kind of uh, ghoul. Uh, he yes. you know, radiates with light and his name is appropriate. Yes, that's addressed in the dialogue. Um, and he's a very serene kind of cult leader. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And he's gathered these ghouls here and he's like one, you know, he says like the reason why ghouls are going like we need a ghoul like kind of refuge. And that is in the beyond. Like <laughs> It is in the stars. We are called here to take this rocket to space um, to find our own home world, uh, which is, you know, cuckoo bananas. But it but it's pretty fun. <laughs> and, uh, you know, he he believes it. Regardless, and he says, like, you know, we'll get uh, we'll get our people. We just need to get out of here. If you want us to stop, you know, the people of ours who have gone insane, if you want us to stop uh, attacking, help us get out of here. There are these demons in the basement. These invisible demons. Yes. Um, and we head down there and we're introduced to Nightkin. Yeah. Um, Nightkin from uh, Fallout 2 are uh, super mutants that are 
have used stealth boys mm-hmm. uh, so much so that it affects their minds. They're addicted I, to them. They're addicted to them, and they have uh, they make you schizophrenic, essentially. And I think that's established lore. I think that's in two mm-hmm. that they drive you crazy. Yeah. Um, it's just like a minor little note, but I think there's a, a computer console that says that. Mm-hmm. Um, so this is the kind of a natural extension of that. Yes. Um, so this is a pretty hard combat dungeon. Oh, yeah. Um, but you're given several stealth boys if you want to sneak through this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so you're sneaking past things that you probably cannot see. Yes. <laughs> um, trying to find uh, the leader of these these Nightkin, who is Davison. Yeah. Um, who used to serve the Master from uh, from Fallout 1, mm-hmm. uh, but now serves Antler. <laughs> yep, his bull skull. Yes, <laughs> which uh, all kinds of great stuff about this, where like if you uh, if you pick up Antler before you know the conversation's over he freaks out stuff like that there's always unique dialogue is there a mod that fixes the that fixes the like the the grills and the facial animation of uh the super mutants uh i don't i don't know it's <laughs> it's ridiculous right yeah <laughs> they've got yeah. like chatter teeth it's great yeah <laughs> but it's like um, a nod to their old uh claymation versions yeah from the old ones yeah <laughs> but yeah uh davison is uh you know they're here because they're uh they're, they're wanting this huge shipment of stealth boys they've been tracking this across the mojave you know they've got to uh get this monkey off of their back um three heads or no and uh mm-hmm. you know there is a ghoul who is uh kind of holed up down at the bottom uh guarding this huge shipment of, shipment of stealth boys or what they believe is a huge shipment of stealth boys yes uh, from the things so you can you can you can just kill him again there's lots of ways to do this quest you can just kill davidson mm-hmm. um he ended up uh aggroing on me oh wow. like he saw or another super mutant saw me like my stealth boy wore out or something mm-hmm. uh when i, when I was in, within sight of, of davidson oh, so davidson shit. aggroed on me so i just ended up murdering him yeah uh, that was uh, how i had to do this section you can get him to aggro if you uh keep pulling up the thread about uh, about Amler, actually yeah like you can fail yeah. the you can fail the conversation so bad that he decides to yeah. uh to rip into you um, but but if, you, if you end up shooting any nightkin, oh, they're they're super tough. Yeah. Like uh, if you, I already had I had companions with me at this point, hmm. and uh, and again MLG gaming, um, <laughs> that's me. Um, I'm gonna go down to the esports arena and play New Vegas. Um, Just assume anytime I say something's hard, Gary's gonna say, ah, it's no problem. Yeah, it's, it's not actually that hard, buddy. <laughs> and also, I don't it's, think uh, it's that hard. I just wanted to point out relative, relatively. I, yeah. I think Cazadors are hard. I oh, think yeah. the DLCs are hard. Uh, <laughs> so we'll get we'll get to those. Yeah. Um, so um, you can fight him, but what you want the proper way or the, the nonviolent way is go down and find this ghoul Harland. Yeah. Who, who is trapped there. He's like a mercenary. He, he does not believe in Jason Bright's bullshit, um, yep. but uh, he wants to know um, what happened to his friend, this, uh, the, the, this ghoul, the special lady ghoul friend. Mm-hmm. Uh, cool she friend. Had, yeah, she had, <laughs> she had the yellowest smile. Yeah. Um, but uh, you can go find uh, her corpse. Um, what? Her also corpse? Corpse double corpse. Yep, there we go. Um, corpse concentrate. Um, and uh, let her let him know, like, yeah, there's there's no reason to stick around. She's gone. Yeah, and that that kind of solves the quest. Um, learning through this, like, kind of checking the consoles and stuff. You learn that Robco uh, sent sent these uh, stealth boys to to Repcom um, after their merger, which led to widespread sexual harassment because people <laughs> could turn invisible. Yep. Um, and. <laughs> This this game has a juvenile sense of humor mm-hmm. in a lot of parts uh, that I really appreciate, oh, and yeah. that like from following uh, Chris Avalon on on Twitter and like kind of looking at his retweet, retweets and stuff, it makes sense. Mm-hmm. Like he's got kind of the, the sense of humor, and I, I kind of love it. Oh, yeah. um, it comes; it's really in the the for for in uh, old world blues, mm-hmm. but here it is uh, it is evident. Yeah, um, and there's also bewilderment at the uh, at the idea that like why did why would you send these to a rocket factory? <laughs> Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it's passed around. So, uh, you know, I like that Dilbert humor. You know, it's yeah. fine. 
Um, <laughs> but um, but yeah, uh, you have to go and tell Davison. Yeah, it's not here. So move along. Um, mm-hmm. I forget where else they were sent to. Maybe to the Repcon headquarters, which is uh, which is a little ways to the north. But I don't yeah. see him there later on. But regardless, they're, they're 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 out of there. So you can go back and talk to Jason and Chris and say, yeah, you're this this is all handled. But your job isn't over because you have to help them actually get the rocket ready to launch. Yeah, so we have to go get a couple couple just like fetch quest things, mm-hmm. which is kind of a bummer. It gets you to I mean, you've already been to Novak. Um, it gets you to go to this little junk dealer yeah. who is important for a couple of uh, later or for a later quest, yeah. um, a couple of different quests. So it get, kind of just gets you to explore, but there's not too much of a reason for this. Again, fast travel kind of obliviates the annoyingness mm-hmm. of uh, that kind of walking back and forth. Um, you get there and you get your kind of big choice here because they're getting ready to leave and they're like, hey, you know, Chris, uh, Chris isn't a ghoul. We know this. We're not idiots. Um, he will die as soon as we get down there. Like the radiation, even from the the launch. Mm-hmm will kill him uh can you convince him not to not to go or not to uh to freak out or anything and there's a bunch of different ways this can go the evil way is you can you can play on chris's like insecurity and get him to sabotage the rocket jesus um which is kind of amazing because it starts out the same way like the rocket launches and you hear the like that radio station but then it just crashes and, and that's it chris I mean, is just crashes closer to you than farther from yeah, you exactly yeah well the one one of them makes it huh the uh like the, the rockets don't crash like they the like one of them definitely makes it huh how do you um, i think one of them crashes and then one of because they uh they one of or Boy, what am I? What am I misremembering then? Um, I didn't think that the when they made it, they crashes. Hmm. I think they make it. No, oh, I just uh, like I, it was never resolved, but I can't imagine they actually go to the moon. Oh, <laughs> I, I I thought you meant like you you saw something. I was wondering whether you had accidentally tripped because there's so many flags. Like you tripped a thing that you saw the same cutscene hmm. where it crashes when you sabotage it. Yeah, I know. Um, I, t- I tend to believe that they made it. I, they weren't going to the moon, man. They're going to the, the place beyond or whatever. <laughs> I like to think that they they uh, at least made it out into space to to die floating in space okay yeah so it's just a suicide cult thing yes undead suicide cult um even then actually no in one of the endings they come back oh wow so they made it yeah then yeah. one of the novak endings you can get uh they come back to protect uh novak from caesar's legion oh wow so and it's it's explicitly uh jason bright and <laughs> and his crew so yeah they make it yeah and they, they were they, they were not mentioned in my ending so i guess something must have uh must have turned fucking so many flags yeah um but yeah they definitely came back for mine to protect novak so mm-hmm. um what flag cool. do you march under I don't know the quest quest flag zero zero six one c one or whatever. Um, so anyway, so you you can be evil here. This is a this is a nice little bit of delicious evil. It's also like again, I'm not going to always compare stuff to Fallout Three, but compare this to blowing up Megaton, right? Mm-hmm. Like this is actually is like kind of a personal story, and the evil is much more like it's less bombastic. Yeah, you know, it's like you need to get rid of these ghouls. You can be like, yeah, they never liked you. They told me that they never liked you. Like you can do this emotional damage to this person. Yeah. To do this evil thing. It is just like a much more complex and delicious evil. Yeah. Than just literally just blowing up a town for no good reason. This fragile delusional person. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it is it is it is much more rich. Yippee. There'll be no wedding bells for today. I got spurs that jingle, jangle, jingle, jingle, jangle, as I go riding merrily along, jingle, jangle, and they sing, oh, ain't you glad you're single, jingle, jangle, 
And that song ain't so very far from wrong. Oh, Lily Bell. Oh, Lily Bell. Though I may have done some fooling, this is why I never fell. Because I got spurs. So you continue. Manny tells you that the guy who shot you was Benny. And he's heading towards Boulder City. Yeah. Which is blown up because <laughs> the uh, this, this was kind of the, uh, the, the the coup de grace against the Legion. The, the yes. NCR lured them into this uh, into this city and then just blew the entire town up yeah. um, in and order that, to bring it down around them. And that was Caesar Legion's, like, Caesar's Legion kind of first uh, defeat and the reason why they don't have the dam right now. Um, so we get here and this is actually we find out this is where Benny uh, left his his cons, like the people who were standing around with him. At the thing, we get there. There's kind of this showdown. Um, <laughs> NCR, like the NCR, has them pinned down in the ruins. You need have information you need from them, uh, but the cons have taken some hostages. Right. And uh, you're like, hey, can I take a crack at this? And they're like, well, you know, if, yes, but if you don't do well enough, we're going to start shooting. Right. Um, and there's a bunch of different ways you can do this. Mm-hmm. Um, you can go talk to them. You can stealth and release all the prisoners, and then come back to the NCR and say, yeah, go ahead and shoot <laughs> you know, with with all your buddies intact. Yeah, uh, which is it's not necessarily evil because you don't know that the cons are anything other than just evil raiders at this point. Right. Um, but uh, yeah, so there's a, a couple different ways you can do this. But the most direct way or the most talky way is to go through and you start talking. You negotiate with right. the, the con. Yeah. Which is uh, what I did. And mm-hmm. uh, it was a, it was a great reminder. Like, yes, this is a this is a game that is going to offer um, pacifist solutions. Um, yes. Yes. Sometimes you have to look for them. It's relatively obvious here, but you know, you get this. It's kind of tense walking through the middle of what otherwise would be a battle zone um, yes. in order to, uh, you know, extend the olive branch, as it were. Um, but yeah, like the way that works out, if you uh, if you talk them through it, is uh, the NCR uh, escorts them out back to their territory in Red Rock Canyon. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you have to. Uh, you tell them. You tell the cons like, hey. Uh, what if we guarantee your safety? Mm-hmm. Um, and they say, okay. And they give you, they tell you where Benny's at. They tell you about, uh, he has the, this chip. Um, they give you a little bit of evidence. Like at all these different stops, you've been able to get evidence yeah. um, of Benny. But then when you go back to the NCR, the NCR says, yeah, okay, we're going to kill him now. <laughs> and uh, you had to say, no, 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 I made a promise. And they're like, what does that have to do with us? And then you had to convince him like, no, this is one of those situations where you should disobey your orders. Like they're, they're, they don't believe you're doing this. They're innocent and they're going to, or, I mean, they're not hostile. So don't shoot them. So you have to convince somebody not to do that. Yeah. So there's still kind of these other other articulation points, the way you can fail it after succeeding it. Mm-hmm. Like you can kind of fail it in a, uh, succeed it in a bad way. Yeah. Uh, which is pretty cool. Yeah. Um, so eventually, now you know, uh, the, the road is clear to Freeside, which is kind of the town that is uh, around the Corona, around Vegas, around the Strip. Yeah. Um, on your way there, you can pass through this uh, trading station where you see another uh, potential companion, uh, mm-hmm. Veronica. Um, who yeah. I just recently learned by recently, I mean today, uh, voiced by, uh, what's her name? Felicia Day. I didn't know you. It's, it's strange to me. You didn't know the, these voices ah, you know, for a just, long time. <laughs> I was like, oh, I really like this character. MLG. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, she's great in it too. Yeah. Like, uh, Felicia Day does, uh, does really good work. Yeah. And that's, she's a great voice actress and that's, that's, she's a great character. Yeah. Um, and you, uh, so, and there's lots of little things on the way to you that we're passing again, we're getting mm-hmm. that stuff. Yeah. So don't worry about it. Mm-hmm. Um, you get to uh, to Freeside and we find out that Freeside is run by the Kings, uh, which is a gang um, that is uh, have built up this kind of culture around a school of Elvis impersonation. But they don't even know Elvis's name. They don't know his name at all. When I first learned about this, I was really kind of roll eyes about it. You know, I was like, I was just like, oh, and this was when I first played the game. I was like, yeah. uh, until like I actually talked to the king and talked to him about it. And it's kind of awesome. I'm so They're down like, with it. I'm so it's, down. It's really good. Like just <laughs> him talking about him being like, 
yeah, you know, this is whoever this person was. He was great. People were trying to sing like him. People were trying to dance like him. <laughs> um, we found all of these versions of his outfits. Like, who is this person? <laughs> and they don't have the resources to like if you found all of this stuff around Elvis other than his music, mm-hmm. um, just without context, like you would like him on plates, him on, you know, like, what? how would you react? <laughs> like, it's great. And it's such a it's such a cliche, but I'm always down for that. Like, mm-hmm. I am always down for cargo cults. Like, I'm always down for people in the future finding one thing out of context and building a religion or building a culture out of it. Yeah. Or just like shaping their identity around it. Yeah. It's one of my favorite things, which is the case here because they, they run freeside essentially, Yeah, you know, and you know, if you try and make a beeline into, into the strip itself, you hit a wall. Like if you don't have 2000 caps, you can't get in. And freeside itself is like a bunch of people who are just kind of like living in squalor, um, you know, (laughs) with right within view of this kind of paradise. Right. And so the kings are kind of the presiding power over this place where people are just like killing each other for scraps of food. Yeah. Yeah. And that's just, it's a, and, and visually it's a bunch of Elvis impersonators. It's great. <laughs> like it's just, they've all got the Elvis uh, haircut. I rolled my character. Uh, I made my character look like uh, Danielle Rando huh. uh, because it's really easy to mm-hmm. in the, there's like a, a Danielle uh, preset. <laughs> and eventually I joined the Kings, um, but there's no lady version of a pompadour. Oh, so I couldn't uh, walk around as, as cool Danielle Rando the king but that's a shame yeah a bummer <laughs> yeah but um so you can <laughs> there's a way so you either amass the caps which is a, a way to farm i suppose um mm-hmm. or um there are other ways you can get in which is either to buy a uh, a counterfeit one uh yes. from the local uh kind of like general store or to um to work with the king to kind of use your favor uh to gain access to the strip and and this quest he sends you on uh, this gi blues is the name of the quest uh it's really cool because he's saying, uh, hey, there's a guy who, uh, you know, usually when you go through Freeside, it's so dangerous that people hire bodyguards. Mm-hmm. And uh, he says there's a guy who's been doing this and uh, people keep hiring him over and over again. Um, <laughs> you know, what's going on? Just kind of investigate him. So you pose as as a tourist looking to get him. And uh, he's like, oh, uh, you know, you follow along. And he says, hey, there's I don't have a bad feeling about this. Let's go down this alley. <laughs> um, you go down this alley. He sees some guys runs around the corner and you hear gunshots uh, and you're like, well, what the hell you come through? And he's like, yeah, I saved you. Let's get going. But if you have high enough medicine, you inspect the bodies, you see that they're faking it. Even better than that. Um, if you have high enough intelligence, you can point out to him, you shot three times, but there are four bodies. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and then, he, and he doesn't, he's just like, Oh, well, uh, well, I mean, like I shot through one of them clean. To I love it. That's, that's what he says. He's like a ricochet or something like that. <laughs> yeah. It's super good. <laughs> Yeah, but this earns uh, you know a little bit of the king's trust. Uh, you you've added this guy who has a fraudulent protection racket, um, you know, as opposed to the legitimate protection racket that the kings are running. Yeah, <laughs> um, and uh, you have another option here to uh, another quest to resolve this conflict um, uh, between the NCR and uh, and the kings. You know, the kings yes. really value the independence of this place, um, mm-hmm. be, it, be it ever so humble, right? Um, but uh, they don't want to see the NCR in the ghetto. They're calling for a mass return to sender, <laughs> uh, according to Mr. New Vegas. Ah, uh, yes. Oh, yeah. Uh, we didn't talk about uh, Mr. New Vegas. Yeah, we, uh, well, let's let's finish this uh, this little okay. thing, and then we'll talk about the radio. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so the uh, the Kingsmen beat up this NCR envoy um, under the direction of the king uh, of the Kings uh, number two. Um, yes. You know, even though like the NCR was just coming and saying like, "Hey, we can work together and like get more people, you know, food and water." Um, and uh, if you point this out. Uh, to the king and to uh, and to the leader of the NCR, you basically say like, yeah, one of your dudes is lying to you. Yes, 
Yeah, and that that kind of uh, for finding that out, you get the the king's kind of favor, mm-hmm. and he can grant you many things. Uh, money, um, he can give you a thousand caps. He can make you a king, um, <laughs> which doesn't happen, but you get a cool outfit. Um, or, or I mean, it doesn't uh, it doesn't happen usually. I mean, it does mm-hmm. happen if he grants it, or he can get you into the into the strip. Yeah, at this um, point, there's a there's a favor he can grant you later. I, I I forget exactly where it is, but if you use his favor to get into the strip, uh, there's a point where you might have to come back to him uh, for another strip quest. Um, and, uh, he's not able to help you as readily mm. with that. Yeah. So you can save it. And he even says like, you don't have to use it now. Mm-hmm. Um, all this stuff is commented on, on the radio. Um, so one of the, one of the very few ways I think that new Vegas is kind of worse than fallout three is the song selection. Yeah. Um, because new Vegas has nine songs, it feels like, <laughs> and you get, you hear them a bunch. Yeah. Um, like it, it gets kind of excruciating, um, which is a real bummer. And I can, it just feels like it was a low priority thing. Um, you know, or a licensing thing. It was just too expensive. Um, this is the thing I can most heartily recommend modding in because mm-hmm. uh, there's so many mods that add like the entire soundtrack to Fallout 1 or add a bunch of other cowboy appropriate music yeah. um, to it because I like listening to the radio mm-hmm. uh, in these games. I like walking around to cowboy music doing cowboy shit. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's pretty fun. And I like listening to Mr. New Vegas, <laughs> who is uh, voiced by Wayne Newton. National treasure, Wayne Newton. Absolutely. Like, star that of, voice, star of Vegas vacation, Wayne Newton. That voice. It is it is so good. Yeah. Like the Ultra Lux. The Ultra Lux. <laughs> like it is so good. So you hear the uh the commercials. It's like it's good to listen to the radio, even if you're not going to for the entire thing. Mm-hmm. Listen for an hour to get the flavor. Um it gives you a lot of hints about like what to do. Um and it comments on your actions in a way that feels distinctly less uh, you know, like slob in your knob than, mm-hmm. than Fallout Three does. Yeah, it's um, like he's no three dog. Yeah, three dog is just like you know you're the you're the savior of the waste or whatever. Um, this guy, it's much more like how news actually travels. <laughs> so like I killed Caesar at a certain point yep. in this game, and uh, he's just like you, the reports are unclear. We don't know if Caesar's dead. If he is, we don't know who did it and how they got away, and we don't know who did it. Like what <laughs> ramifications will have. Yeah, it's not like you're the hero of the waste for doing this thing. Like <laughs> my little canary tells me that uh, yeah. the, the vaulted exactly. hero of the waste, my my wife who yeah. ah, <laughs> Yeah, yeah, exactly. My my vault waifu, uh, the vault dweller. Um, it doesn't. Uh, it's not like that. Right. It is much more like how news actually travels. And uh, there's a really. Uh, I'm glad we brought it up now because when you, uh, the rocket that fires off and uh, and fly me to the moon, um, is if you uh, if you do that quest, Mister New Vegas does an interview with the guy who lives in that town who's crazy. <laughs> um, and every time you talk to the guy who's crazy, he just kind of says like bonkers shit. Mm-hmm. And here he's like. It was ghouls, I tell you. Ghouls looking for their own home among the stars. <laughs> and it's like the one time this conspiracy theorist is right. Yeah. And then uh, and he says, uh, don't you look at me like that. I know a spell that'll make you show your true form. Uh, which is so good. Um, it's it's really, really great. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, you know, just uh, like even just like modding in uh, like different uh, area appropriate music. Like when you walk onto the strip. And it plays like, yeah. oh, ain't that, a kick, ain't that a kick in the head? Like, that's great. It's, you know, so it's like, good. just let me mod in, like, even just like Brat Pat music or something like that. Yeah. And or, yeah. And when you're just walking around the woods and it plays, uh, I got spurs, um, <laughs> that's, that's, that feels really good to you. Yeah. Um, and you will learn about the man they call Johnny Guitar. If you play this game, <laughs> listen to the music. Like, whew, you will know the man they call Johnny Guitar. <laughs> I, I had this, uh, I did a thing, I had a scab idea for this. Mm-hmm. Um, and I did that thing where it was, uh, I was copying something and didn't realize what I was copying from. Oh, shit. Because I, I woke up with this idea. Uh, there's a uh, Birthday Boys sketch about Skeleton King Wayne. Hmm. Do you know about Skeleton King Wayne? No, I've seen that episode. I forgot it. 
Okay. Um, Skeleton King Wayne. It's just he's the Skeleton King in a cave. He's just got this real dorky voice, and that's really the joke. <laughs> but I just had that idea of everyone meeting Johnny Guitar and him being like, I'm the one. They call me Johnny Guitar. <laughs> nice to meet you. And and just having this, like, real dorky and effectual voice and it being, you know, yeah, yeah. and building something up about that. But then I realized I was copying off of Skeleton King Wayne. Yeah. It's like a, it's a real Lincoln situation. Yeah, yeah. How do they get it down? Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. gosh. Yeah. Um, so anyway, so you, you get into the uh, the strip yep. one way or another. And uh, Victor's here. Actually, you can meet Victor outside of Boulder City as well. Yeah, he's been he's been tailing you. And <laughs> depending on which uh, way you take, you can be like, quit following me, robot. And he'll just be like, well, you know, <laughs> like, I'm heading to the same place. It'd be weird if I didn't see yeah. you. Yeah. <laughs> Even you know, like even even if I'm uh, planning to uh, to trap his master in purgatory, yes. um, I still can't be mean to Victor. I really no. can't. No, he is, he is the best. <laughs> I'm pro Victor. <laughs> yeah, um, but uh, you see him here outside of the Lucky Thirty Eight, this uh, gigantic tower. It's the tallest building on the strip. It looks like a like a roulette spinner. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and that that's uh, the Lucky Thirty Eight. Yeah, and it says, "Well, walk on in." An avocado-eating dog. Uh, <laughs> um, and uh, this is a major divergence point, because if you follow this, you may end up uh, being in a very difficult situation if you don't want to side uh, with Mr. House. Uh, not just yet. You you get a, you get a, uh, a relief, like a, a mm. last minute out of this. So if you go into this regardless of which, all the other two factions will send a representative that says, hey, all your past crimes are forgiven. <laughs> um, and this activates uh, two quests. One's like, don't anger the bear. Yeah. And one's Wrath of Caesar, I think. And those are just kind of, um, if you do enough things for uh, Yes Man or for Mr. House, you'll fail those quests. Right. Um, it's a couple quests deep. Mm-hmm. So you can do the first one or two quests for every faction if you want. Yes. Um, but you know, you're, you're just doing that if you're gaming it, if you're role-playing mm-hmm. at this point, you're learning kind of your choice. Like at this point, the idea is you have learned enough about these factions. You're going to go to Mr. House and learn about him mm-hmm. and you can kind of decide which of these people you want to throw your chips in with. Yeah. yeah. Um, oh yeah. So you get here. I don't even have the platinum chip back yet. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I, I was, uh, I was incorrect about, uh, about the order of operations here because, uh, this gets you into the, uh, the ring-a-ding-ding. Yes. Yeah, which we've uh, we, we we've been in a little bit, and you have to go to the uh, the, the the tops in order to uh, kind of confront Benny. Yes, and there's tons of different ways this this can articulate. Yeah, um, which I which I absolutely love. <laughs> um, so casinos take away your weapons when you first get in. Right. Um, so you get in, they confiscate your weapons. Um, you know where he's at. You know he's one of the chairmen, which are these people who run the tops, which is the kind of classic you know Rat Pack uh, <laughs> casino. Um, if you. Uh, you can talk to the uh, his second in command, Swank. Swank. <laughs> He's Isn't the nice predictor of, a... of the marijuana. Um, <laughs> and, uh, Isn't that also the name of like a porn bag? Yeah. Okay. Swank. Swank. Hi. Hey. I'm I'm the one they call Swank. Um, <laughs> you can talk to Johnny Swank, and uh, even Johnny Swank doesn't sound so bad. Just straight up Swank. You talk to Swank, and. Uh, there's a bunch of different ways Swank can go. You can persuade him. If you're good enough at talking, you can say like, hey, uh, Benny's making a power play and it's just right under your nose. You're not seeing it. <laughs> you know, you don't want that. You can present evidence if you got all three pieces of evidence, like his mm-hmm. distinctive cigarettes, his uh, his orders uh, that he that he got um, and uh, something else. A, a third thing I can't remember um, his cigarette case or something like that. You can be like, no, I can prove they did this shit. <laughs> um and you can that way you can get kind of advantage. He will uh, send Benny up to his room and give you the key and give you your weapons back. Yeah, fine. Um, you can also just confront Benny on the floor, mm-hmm. 
Um, if you do this, Benny will say like, hey, ring-a-ding-ding, baby, we don't have to fight. Uh, head on up to my, I'm sure you have a lot of questions, head on up to my suite and I'll <laughs> answer them for you. Yeah. And then he sends his bodyguards up uh, to fight you and he takes off. Yeah. So that's one way that can be done. Yeah. Um, you can yeah. get him alone in his uh, presidential suite. And uh, yes. this is what I did. I beat him to death with, with a pool cue. Yeah. Yep. You can you can beat him to death with a pool cue. <laughs> and if you do that before he uh, before he runs out of the room, like regardless, they're like there's no way that uh, that you're getting the platinum chip off of him, um, and uh, he stays alive or he you know doesn't run away and uh, summon in the uh, the bodyguards and stuff. Yeah. You know you. You can also, again, just this game respecting role playing. If you go through and you get the uh, the Black Widow perk, which is like the the lady, like the man killer, like the lady version of a, a lady killer mm -hmm. um, perk, you can seduce him. You can be like, "Hey, listen, that was a wild ride. That's the most turned on I've ever been." Um, that kind <laughs> Being of shot, at the head. and and he's like, "That's real weird." I'm kind of into it <laughs> and, and we'll take you up on it where you can take him up. He'll sleep with you and then you can slit his throat in his sleep. Can I figure is... your skull hole? Yeah. The <laughs> skull finger you. There's a lot of talk about skull fucking, but you don't have to jump all the way to skull fucking. Yeah. You don't want to skip skull foreplay. God damn it. <laughs> like, I'm going to do some skull dry humping before I do some skull fucking. That's what Mormon teens do. Uh, <laughs> skull lingus. I'm still a skull virgin, technically. <laughs> so I'm going to get into to skull heaven. Um, <laughs> is, is kissing just skull lingus? <laughs> well, at that point, yeah, it's, a, it's, it's a word I learned from Aquid, but, uh, but oral lingus. Oh, there we go. Yeah. yeah. Um, so anywho, you can do that. You can slit his throat or you let him wake up. Mm -hmm. If he gets away one way or another, like he either stalls you or whatever, he makes a break for it. And he yeah. goes to like what would be the next part of your quest. Then you find him at a Legion camp, <laughs> um, which is super cool. Like, yeah, the, the, you know, the, this this quest can end here um, or it can kind of continue and end in this other way. Yeah, because that yeah. Uh, that 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 ship is important. Yeah. And he wants to make a deal with you. Like, at this point, he tries bargaining. Like, he's a real slimy piece of shit. Yeah. And uh, regardless of which, though, he will break whatever deal it is and go down to, uh, you know, down to the camp yeah. and get caught. I love how he's not, like, hyper-competent. No, no. Like, the idea of this guy, like, when you talk to him, he seems like the kind of person who's kind of got it figured out. Mm -hmm. But you coming along and being the person who actually has it figured out, I, I buy. Yeah. Like, he has it figured out, like, 70%. Mm -hmm. And then he gets in over his head. Yeah. Well, it just like when you uh, when you take the independent path, you are actually like following his plan. You're doing what he would do. Yeah. Yeah. So after you uh, one way or another, you get the uh, the chip. Um, we should talk about the Caesar part, because if he if he makes the makes it down to the uh, the Caesar area mm -hmm. um, at this after you leave uh, the the lucky 38, um, one of Caesar's representatives will come. He'll give you the mark of Caesar, which means that Caesar's Legion people won't attack you. They erase your they set your karma to zero. And say Caesar would like an audience, and uh, an NCR representative does the same thing. Right. Yeah. Uh, tells you to go uh, go go to the embassy. Um, if you go to uh, it's like Cottonwood Cove or something like that, you can yes. hop on a river uh, to you know to go up uh, you know to the other side. Fortification Hill. Yeah, yeah, to the fort and uh, actually get an audience with Caesar, um, which is great. <laughs> like this is awesome and it's part of the main quest if you're following caesar's quest or if you just want to do it mm -hmm. which i did uh this far into caesar's quest just so i could talk to him mm -hmm. um because he's really interesting oh yeah um he's voiced by uh the common the commandant or the lieutenant uh, lieutenant rawls from uh the wire hmm. uh does his voice and he's he's a really great voice actor nice um if you go here just real quick to wrap up benny if you follow benny here he's caught benny um he has <laughs> benny tied up um and he has the chip and he says like 
hey, I want you to uh, to go check out this building, which we're going to talk about in a second. Um, if you do it, he lets you decide Benny's fate. Yeah. Um, which you can have Benny crucified, which like for some people is probably very satisfying because he's, you know, shot you in the head. Um, you can fight him one-on-one in a ring with knives. Mm-hmm. That you can set up a, a fight. <laughs> or uh, you, you can kill him right there. Or Benny will ask for a, a uh, bobby pin and a stealth boy, and you can help help him escape. Yeah. And uh, And if he does, you'll never see him again. He actually just like, pieces out in a weird way matthew perry is the uh is the uh oh gosh patrick stewart of this game yeah <laughs> yeah except he's in it for way longer yeah like he's patrick a, stewart he's, the, he's the liam neeson's of, of this game yes he is liam neeson's he is exactly as badass <laughs> as liam neeson's yeah. matthew perry is like liam neeson's dog <laughs> um no one has ever no never compared those two things <laughs> yeah um, but yeah, you go there. Um, Caesar's pretty great, as we alluded to. He's a former uh, follower of the Apocalypse. Who, yes, uh, which are the kind of the peacenecks. Yeah, like they are. They are the people who are just want the best for the most people mm-hmm. in uh, the, the area, um, and they are pro sharing kind of knowledge and science. Yes, yeah. um, I would be a follower if I didn't. Yes. You know, if I wasn't dead by my own hand. You know, oh, totally not having uh, air yeah. conditioning. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I kill myself for not having ready access to beef jerky. <laughs> um, the, uh, so, uh, yeah, he the he was a former follower, and he got sent into uh, this area, um, which where these tribes were warring. Mm-hmm. Um, and he was a translator. Um, so since he was a translator, he read uh, all of these old books on history and learned about Caesar and learned about war and all of this stuff. And he kind of thought, like, he was arrogant. Not anybody liked him, really. He kind of thought this translation stuff was a waste of time. They run into this tribe, and the tribe uh, is having a hard time. It's it's suffering in this war. So against uh, his friend's kind of orders, uh, he teaches them about war. Like, he teaches them how to use guns, how to maintain, you know, unit formations, things like that. And they dominate. Yeah. And this is kind of the beginning of him uh, conquering these other tribes. He teaches them about this total war, like... They go to this other tribe and they kill all the women and children and they skin people and they do all this horrible stuff. And then when the next tribe uh, steps to them, they just show them the results. Yeah. You know, because they had, he says, uh, they'd, they'd been playing at war. <laughs> you know, it was like this kind of uh, like G.I. Joe, just shooting lasers over each other's heads. Yeah. And uh, he, this is how he amasses this army. He has just, this like 87 tribes or whatever. It's crazy force assimilation of all yes. these different tribes as he goes along. It's very like Genghis Khan like, although and the his, Khans uh, are different people. Yeah. Yeah. And, and when you talk to him, he talks about like, Deep, like he's talking about this uh, Hegelian dialects mm-hmm. of, of history and stuff. Like, he's not an idiot. No, no. He's just, like, he thinks that, like, trying to rebuild the old world the way that it was is just going to lead to the same result. Right. So we need and to start from the beginning. We need to start from the beginning, and we need a much firmer hand and much more kind of discipline in this totalitarian thing, which I don't buy, obviously. Like, I'm not sympathetic to that, but it's not <laughs> cartoon. It's not like, I will control the world. No, it's, it, like, it's thought out at the very it's least. It's really like, thought out. Yeah. Yeah. There's um there's a YouTube channel if you like this this Fallout shit. There's a um somebody on Twitter asked like uh what is another game other than Dark Souls that has kind of like lore videos and stuff? And I didn't even think about it, but Fallout does. Mm-hmm. Like there's a, a a YouTube channel called Shoddycast that has like 60 or 65 videos that are lore videos explaining different parts of the Fallout world. Oh cool. And it's because there's all this history and they're really good. Like it's really they're really cool, they're really well produced. Um and there's a lot of stuff here like Learning, you know, Caesar has a background. Like he shows up with a, you know, and again, I, I hate to keep making this comparison, but compare him to like General Autumn. Yeah. You know, what do we know about that guy? Not a goddamn thing. Vague military, you know. You know yeah. Pro- probably just, was you know, born in a vault, went up the ranks. Yeah. And, that, and that's, you know, and was, you know, enclave officer. 
mm-hmm. you know, evil enclave officer. But this is like this is a perspective. Like you're you're dealing with uh, the forces in this in this game are ideologies, and that's that comes through in every part of the game. Mm-hmm. You're not just it's not forces of nature. <laughs> They're actually ways of thinking that and, are in competition. And compare like the seductive iron fist of going to Fortification Hill and speaking with the man himself. Compare that to kind of the, the, the NCR mirror of this, which is you go to a dinky little office building on the north of the Strip and you don't talk to President Kimball. You don't talk to anybody who's actually in a leadership. You talk to this kind of like pencil pushing bureaucrat. Ambassador. Yeah, this ambassador who's like, hey, maybe I've got some jobs for you. Possibly. I don't know. And like everybody else is like carousing drunk outside of it. Like, yeah. you know, if you, <laughs> you know, I, again, I'm not, I'm not down with what, uh, with, Caesar, with Caesar's flavor, but like, if you were in a position where like, where is the most power reflected in this? Like you can totally see how seductive that would be. 100%. Like, if, and, and every once in a while you run into an NBC that's sympathetic to it too. And they're just like, Hey, I was here before the Legion showed up and it was anarchy. Like, yeah, they're, they're assholes and they, they take slaves and stuff, but those trade routes are airtight. Yeah. You know, you can travel without getting attacked. Yeah, like the road to the east of your legion is significantly easier than any of yes. the roads that the NCR looks over. So it, it, is, it is more of a, a tug of war um, than, you, than you might expect. Right. And uh, it, just, it, it just it shines. <laughs> you know, it, it's such a good example uh, of that <laughs> like even with the incomplete impl- implementation of the legion right yes like there, there there should realistically be so much more you can do and like there could be more shade but even with this incomplete state the shade that's there is really really impressive yeah yeah, yeah it's, it's it's really good and even if even if it's not you do more things because you side with them it still just makes them a better villain yeah like it just makes them a good antagonist you know because they're not uh they're not maniacs they're not <laughs> crazy yeah. Um, it's, it's really, it's really good. Um, so that's, that's how Benny ends and you can get, uh, the chip and we'll be coming back here in a minute, but I just wanted to skip ahead and finish <laughs> off Benny to talk about all the myriad ways that Benny can end, which is so cool. <laughs> yeah. And that's like the first, uh, the first third of your quest really yeah. is, is this revenge. You are now at, at New Vegas and, uh, regardless of, you know, whether you got it from him willingly, whether you killed him and took it out of his hands or whether you, you know, helped him out of that situation and he gave you the chip. Um, you know, regardless of any of those things, you have this now and you can decide what to do with it. Yes, this is a big diversion point in the game. You still have a little bit of leeway into these four different paths, but this is where you should be making your decision. Right. Um, so, um, yeah, we're going to go through this, these main quest lines. They are not that different. No, from each you're still other. doing a bunch of very similar stuff. Yeah, so they are different. They have different flavor um, and they close off side quest. Mm-hmm. That is more the, the bigger thing right. that happens. So, um, the actual quest, even though I went Yes Man and Cole went NCR, uh, for this, if one of us had gone Legion or um, gone, uh, 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 what, is the, what is the fourth thing? Uh, Mr. It. House. Mr. House, sorry. Uh, Mr. House, then uh, it would largely play the same. Right. So, yep. Um, yeah. So, Mr. House, as we mentioned, he is this uh, Howard Hughes, Walt Disney kind of figure. Um, if you go into the Lucky 38, which has been, which has been uh, sealed up forever. It's kind of this mausoleum that is presided over by these Securitrons, right? And you go to the penthouse where uh, you don't really meet Mr. House. You actually uh, see his face on a computer. And, mm. uh, you know, he asked for you, he asked you for the chip back. You can bargain him up to, uh, to a higher price. Um, and once the chip is in his hands, you know, you are kind of like embarked a little bit down his path. Like, and, you know, at this point, when you have the chip on your person and you're in there, you can't get out without a fight. 
Yeah. Yeah. Um, and it's a tough fight. Yep. Yeah. So, um, but you, but you can, you can do it. Um, for the NCR, the uh, the platinum chip is not involved. You just go to the embassy and you start uh, kind of like helping them gear up for war. Yeah. Um, if you do that Legion thing, you go down and you meet with with Caesar, as I mentioned. Um, he takes the chip from you and he says, uh, "Hey, there's a bunker nearby of old world technology. Um, it has the same symbol as your chip. So go in there and uh, see what happens. <laughs> and uh, then you act as his kind of lieutenant to destroy these other factions. Right. Um, you can do that without actually blowing up the facility." Then he, mm-hmm. that's what he wants you to do, yeah. but it makes a huge shaking noise no matter what you do there. And he thinks it's an explosion, <laughs> which I always like it in games where uh, an NPC doesn't have perfect knowledge. Yes. Like you can actually fool somebody in a way that makes sense. Like he's just like, I heard that rumbling. Like <laughs> that was definitely an explosion. And actually what it was, it was 10,000 Securitrons, like, you know, <laughs> testing out their new, uh, new missiles or whatever. Yeah. Um, and then the fourth version of this, you know, it's called Wildcard, and this is kind of the fail-safe route. But it's also, like, ideologically a, you know, a pretty attractive option, which is um, kind of following pretty close to the Mr. House plan or that uh, that quest line. Um, uh, but you're actually working with this friendly AI um, yes. that uh, you install in Mr. House's systems in order to kind of, like, battle for the dam and for the strip yourself. And this this is Yes Man. And, and you can learn this from the terminals if you kind of poke around early that uh, Benny had part of the casino we had walled off. And this is because he has these gigantic computers here. And you run into Yes Man, which is the robot he was working with because he is not competent enough, as we <laughs> mentioned before, to do this himself. And, you're, and Yes Man is a great character. Yeah. Um, is voiced by Dave Foley <laughs> and is a robot that is programmed to be amicable. <laughs> and he just gives it this dumb Canadian enthusiasm <laughs> that is like effortlessly charming. Yep. No matter what he says. Yes. Um, and also, I love the face that's presented. It's just a yeah. really goofy, smiley face. I had that when I uh, did my editing of Watch Out for Fireballs on an old, uh, like the Mac model that is the the dome with the articulated monitor. Oh, yeah, the sunflower? Yeah. Yeah, I had that, and I changed it to a yes-man face when I wasn't <laughs> using it. So I just had that monitor. It's kind of always there. That's pretty glowing good. Glowing in my room, yeah. <laughs> um, it's a good it's a good backdrop hmm. if you're looking for a, for a desktop. <laughs> So we're going to go through and uh, kind of talk about uh, these quests. Yeah. Um, again, from the Yes Man and from the NCR perspective. Um, but yes. all of them kind of go through a lot of uh, very similar gates, right? Yes. Yeah. Um, the first thing you do with the uh, the Yes Man one, which I, I kind of mentioned was that uh, that Caesar's, uh, that bunker right near Caesar. You go down there, there's a robot combat dungeon. And you activate, using the Platinum Chip, you activate an army of Securotrons um, that are down there. And uh, at this point, uh, Mr. House also uses the chip to upgrade their software yes. to combat efficiency level two or what have you, which changes all of their faces from policemen to military men uh, in the strip, which I really like. Yeah. This uh, unfortunately kills Victor because Victor gets overwritten yeah. uh, with one of these. And uh, you have an army of Securotrons. 
but the way where the uh, uh, the kind of the paths go together and you're doing the same thing is kind of checking with these different factions around, you know, around the Mojave and seeing how they'll play in this final final thing. And these are very similar to each other, actually. Yes. Um, and really, like, you're approaching them from different uh, kind of positions, right? Like the NCR um, with a quest called Things That Go Boom, uh, they want you to go to Nellis Air Force Base because there is a, a faction of uh, what is presumed to be raiders uh, holding this, and they're kind of sitting on a lot of kind of ordnance that could be used to good effect to help defend uh, the dam. Right, which is very similar to the uh, the S-Man thing where it's just like, we've heard about these boomers, we don't want them to be uh, a question mark. Like, go figure out what's going on with these and decide what you're going to do about them. <laughs> so this is a this is a pretty cool puzzle, um, at the very least. Like, when you walk to Nellis, uh, as you as you approach, there's an old gambler who, uh, you know, he can't. Yeah, he's like Fred Flintstone. He can't resist a bat. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, you can't How many jelly beans in the jar? How many jelly beans in the jar? <laughs> and uh, he says, okay, well, here we go. Here are some instructions because uh, along, along this road, you're going to be uh, shot with a howitzer. Mm. <laughs> yeah, and, yeah. And there's, uh, there's really only so much uh, like uh, so much safe space, right? So you can either uh, work your way around uh, through kind of the secret place, but I wasn't able to do that because I didn't have enough uh, lock picking or mm -hmm. you go and you kind of like cower in the ruins of the small town that used to be around um, Nellis in order to uh, um, get up to the front gate. And that is the bet. Yes. So, you, so you pay him for the instructions, and then if you win, which obviously you will because you have to go through with the game, uh, you come back and get double your money. Yeah, which, which is a, kind of a minor little Easter egg for getting to this place, um, but it's a cool little little thing. <laughs> and just it's just a way for the game to tell you uh, like a path or a, a pattern yeah. to kind of go through here. <laughs> and we get to the gate, someone says, you find these people that are not raiders. Uh, they're dressed up in kind of military coats and vault suits. Yeah. Uh, over them and you're they're taken to uh, mother pearl um you learn about the, this faction these are the boomers um which are these uh they escaped from a vault uh the concept of that vault is that everyone had uh tons of munitions <laughs> you know, they, um, just, they just overstocked the uh the, yeah. the armory and uh, they replaced a lot of living space with uh with recreation so they have a pool <laughs> yeah but, but very few beds yes um yep and uh and and tons of ways to shoot each other because you know vault tech is is uh is bananas <laughs> and uh the whole idea here is you kind of get these guys to reintegrate into the world right. they escape from this vault they found this air force base and they just kind of hold up and turtled up yeah it's kind of like a mirror to the brotherhood of steel like they're this insular society right um and they don't trust you like you're one of the only outsiders uh who's who's been in here and so if you're not going to take attack which is hey just kill every boomer um you need to kind of do odd jobs for them in order to uh in order to earn their trust mm -hmm. yeah and uh so this starts this quest called volaire which is uh getting their trust and it's a bunch of miniature quests yeah they're kind of part of it you can learn about their history from their uh from their historian who's a little kid yeah uh, who has that mural <laughs> yep there I love that. I love that way that uh, that conversation works, because afterwards um, you can kind of anticipate the reasons why they did things mm -hmm. if you have the correct skills and impress him more and more and get kind of increased yeah. fame as you uh, kind of say, like, oh, the reason why you did this was because of this. Yeah. And, like, uh, and he's oh, into it. We're connecting like you understand our culture and our history. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah um you can also do a couple of quests uh one is ant misbehaving there are some ants that uh um uh, got in some gunpowder and you have to mm -hmm. clear them out from underneath the uh the solar array and if you shoot them they explode yeah yep yeah they've been uh they've been eating some kind of chemical or something like that yeah um there is a thing about fixing uh fixing the solar array 
on top, uh, which is fine. Um, you know, pretty easy. Uh, and these are very similar to the ones on Helios one, which yeah. we'll talk about. Um, and eventually the ultimate quest is raising this bomber from the bottom of a lake. Um, <laughs> they say that, you know, they've got the parts for this thing to make it work. They read about it, uh, being there, but how do we get it up? And, uh, he gives you, um, a way to breathe water, um, a rebreather and, uh, has to uh, go take these ballast detonators and go underwater mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, hit these, uh, raise this, this bomber. Yep. Um, from like it is really close to a boathouse that is infested with cazadors. <laughs> I think that doing the main quest this is the first time you're going to run into them. Hmm. Um, they are we're, we learn about the origin of these things, which is so great. Yeah. Um, but they are uh, essentially just like gigantic mega wasps. Yeah. That have really intense poison and are lightning fast. Yeah. The, and, <laughs> they're like bloat flies. If bloat flies could kill you. Yes. And because bloatflies, I only ran into like one set of bloatflies in this game. It was by yeah. the graveyard in the beginning. Mm-hmm. I never ran into another bloatfly, um, except for the legendary bloatfly. Oh, yeah. Um, but the, uh, you know, so in, uh, these guys are the actual bug enemy. And it's almost like they wanted to make something that was as scary as Deathclaws, yeah. but in a different way. Um, and they succeeded because Cazadors are, well, you, you see them on your map. You have little red <laughs> lines that indicate uh, enemies. Yeah. And they're moving very erratically. You know not to go in that direction. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, and that that poison will get you even after well after they're dead. Mm, yes. Yeah. Um, um, pretty, pretty nasty. Yeah. So you <laughs> you give these maniacs um, their uh, their death machine and uh, that uh, convinces them, hey, you know, we're going to uh, you know to fight for you. We'll, you know, we'll fight for the cause for the NCR, um, at least in my case. How does that uh, I forget how that articulates with the yes man. Like if you if you get them the ship, they just say like, hey, if you need any help, let us know. OK. You know, which is uh, pretty cool. Yeah, I like the boomers a lot. Um, if yeah. I can make like a broad, like, like a broad statement, um, you know, just it, it is uh, kind of like one of the more effective is probably not the right word, but like you know, writ large, here is a society that came from and was directly shaped by Voltex stuff in a mm-hmm. way that I haven't seen like as potent as this before. And well, there's still it's not, like it's not a disaster, right? Like it didn't. It just didn't. It's not a Voltex experiment that resulted in everyone dying, right? Which is usually what happens. Yeah. Um, so it's kind of neat to see it, like, just kind of form a culture rather than just destroy one. Yeah. Yeah. This next bit here is, uh, it's a it's a question for the NCR that I did. It's called the King's Gambit. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is kind of having, it has you uh, resolving the NCR's struggles with the Kings. And again, you know, most of the missions that you get from Ambassador Crocker and from pretty much uh, everybody else are like, hey, here's this. Um, supposed to be hyper-efficient, like, hey, just go deal with these people, but incredibly short-sighted um, orders. And pretty much anything you do besides killing all these people is, uh, like, an extra thing that, like, nobody's angry with you for diverting from it. But, um, you know, there's kind of, like, surprise that you even took the initiative that you are not a dull-eyed bureaucrat. Mm. Um, so this is where you can uh, investigate Pacer and his his uh, holding back on, uh, on the various supplies um, that kind of causes... Uh, some of this uh, tension um, between the two of them. And this is where actually I, I use my favor from the King, you know, like if you save that and get into the strip in another way, you can have him use that favor to, to actually call off the, uh, the, uh, the, the violence as mm-hmm. it goes. Um, but uh, as it stands, the official order um, that I get uh, from Colonel Moore is to, you know, bring the, uh, is to go to Colonel Moore at the dam and bring the hammer down. But Crocker, who's just kind of like, yeah, I really don't want to have this fight in my backyard. He tells you to go to, uh, to Sue um, at the uh, at Camp McCarran, which is a little way south of there, to handle things uh, just a little bit more uh, diplomatically. 
And mm -hmm. so Sue says, yeah, well, we can we can allocate some resources to make things easier in Freeside as long as the kings um, exchange peace for that. Right. Which seems amicable like that is a that is a good deal. Um, and then the NCR shows up in droves uh, at the kings. And, you know, this can end very badly. Uh, as you're kind of like talking with the kings, like uh, with the king himself, saying like, "Whoa, whoa, whoa! We have, we've got all these people here, um, and you have to be deferential to the king. You have to solve this little dialogue puzzle, like knowing that he likes respect, in order to get him to cooperate with these people who have uh, uh, burst in." And so Pacer dis disagrees with this, and this starts uh, um, a firefight that kind of resolves of its own accord. Um, and yeah, this, uh, when you go back to Crocker, he's happy that you solve the problem without violence, even though many, many people are dead. Uh, <laughs> and this kind of graduates you to your next, uh, um, report, which is Colonel Moore over by the dam. Yeah. Um, in the, the yes, man, this is not a quest. You don't have to deal with the Kings. Mm -hmm. Um, the rest of these are under like a broad quest called side bets. Yes. Um, where it's just kind of, and that's where the boomers are as well, where it's just kind of like, what do you want to do with these four big factions? Right. Um, so, but they, uh, they're unconcerned with the Kings yeah. uh, for one reason or another. <laughs> I'm surprised because the Kings are so like in line with what does an independent Vegas look like? Yeah. 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 And I still got uh, a good ending for the Kings. Um, you know, just from, from being buddies with them from other quests I had done. Oh yeah. So, you know, good, uh, good reputation and free side or whatever. We didn't, uh, did uh, for me. we didn't mention that there is another companion you can get, uh, with, from the Kings, which is Rex, this, uh, yes. cyber dog. Yes, and that that's part of a, another uh, side quest, mostly. Yeah. Um, where you get him. Um, the other thing, uh, if you're doing Yes Man, or if you're doing anything, um, eventually you do this. For Yes Man, though, you end up taking out Mister House sooner. Mm -hmm. um, so you do this actually before you get the Boomer's Quest, hmm. um, uh, where you go into uh, Mister House's vault and you install Yes Man on his computer, um, and this leads to a confrontation with actually with Mister House. Do you do that <laughs> in, with the NCR? Yeah, you have to uh, take him out of the equation one way or another. Okay. um with the with the ncr yeah you do it you do it a little bit sooner with uh with yes man and uh and essentially it is just um you, know, you have to find a way to get into his his vault get into his uh, his secret area you can hack it the other way is there is a way to get a uh if you go to an H, the h and h tools company mm -hmm. you find out that is um i can't remember it's like henry house's uh tool company uh so it is mr house's brother and you can get a bunch of backdrop information on on mr house it is a trap filled <laughs> kind of a warehouse factory dungeon, but you get an access card to the lucky 38 that allows you to go in back yeah. and find Mr. House where Mr. House is frozen in a pod, um, <laughs> an explicit Howard Hughes. Yes. I'm um, being kept al alive by uh, pre-war technology. Yeah. Um, just um, like desiccated. He's, he's basically the crypt keeper at this point. Yes. Yeah. Um, and uh, you can, you can, I have no mouth, but I must scream him. Uh, you can murder him. You can do all those things <laughs> if you want. But regardless of what you need to take him out. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's horrifying. Like you can disconnect his interface uh, from, uh, from from all the Skiritrons and from basically the systems of New Vegas, which are his body, really. Mm. And, you know, when you say, I, you know, I, I have no mouth and I must scream him, he just dies weeks later. Um, yeah. You know when he dies because he has set up basically an IFTTT rule in order to uh, blast out an obituary yeah. um, to everybody's pit boy. <laughs> which um, I, I love that a lot yeah and that's, that's super cool <laughs> you, you read it and uh like it's got all this like little like law you know math logic and stuff in there um but at the end it says or something like that whatever yeah <laughs> <laughs> like thinking oh i'm never gonna die so <laughs> this yeah. is just a formality um and talking to him too again that backdrop on the world the reason why the strip is in good shape is because of mr house 
Yeah. Like you can learn about uh, his kind of plot and what this chip is, which is, you know, before you start doing this part, which is um, this uh, this way that was going to upgrade uh, all of his systems. Um, however, the bombs hit yeah. and that's what interrupted everything. So the, the chip was lost and he sent all those couriers to get it. He sent the six couriers because uh, he wanted there to be less of a chance of one of them getting getting caught. Mm -hmm. um, so he kind of sent out a bunch of decoys and his system, when he got it kind of up and running a little bit. That was the reason why he diverted most of the bombs. Right. So there are there's not much in the way of radiation here. Mm -hmm. So he he saved this area. Yeah. Like he is he's not a good person, but he's like he's a futurist, and he uh, he is kind of the embodiment out of all the different factions. He is the one that uh, is the we need to rebuild the world. Like he wants the strip to be like it was. Right. Like he's in love with Vegas. Yeah. Um. You know the lights and everything. He talks about seeing it as a kid and everything. Yeah. So you kind of get his motivation uh, before you uh, disconnect him and make him a vegetable <laughs> inside a cage right. or kill him and eat him for the perk that you had to get from eating all the leaders of the major factions. <laughs> one of my favorite things in any video game ever, <laughs> like flesh of champions or something. It's called. Oh, that's and it's like, so good. If you if you eat all of the leaders in the game, you get a really special perk. <laughs> that's so goddamn good. Um yeah. yeah. Um, another thing you find out. So uh, the way that the kind of achievement system works and the way you get these other uh, the way that you get these uh, different perks is, uh, you know, when you when you kill somebody or do something, you get a counter um, when you kill him. He's actually uh, considered to be an abomination by the game's yeah. engine, which uh, yeah. is another little like a uh, uh, detail interface detail. Around. I like that a lot. Yeah. But uh, the, the, the ruler of the strip is uh, now out of the picture. And uh, if you're going, yes, man, you are trying to install yourself um, as that instead. You, you more or less have at that point. Yes. Like you've, you've upgraded the security trons. You have military rule over the strip <laughs> at that point. It's yeah. just uh, whether you control the entire region or not. And when you're in CR, basically you just establish this as a power vacuum. Yeah. Yeah. Yep, yep. Um, yeah. So uh, the next thing is everybody wants to know, you know, both factions want you to figure out what to do about the cons. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And this is under uh, my version of that. Uh, uh, what is it? Wild card. What's the name of your quest? The uh, wild card side bets. Yeah. Side bets. This is my version of that for the Republic part two. I don't understand mm -hmm. what part one is. I've done a yeah. search. There is no for the <laughs> Republic part one. I thought it was like, Oh, is that something from a previous game? Nope. Just, uh, yeah, it's just part two. Uh, Okay. I have no idea. It's it's a it's a, a sequel to the actual document that's called that, or wherever the first person who said yeah. Republic. Um, yeah. So everybody wants to know what to do with these cons because they are a major force and they've aligned with uh, Caesar's Legion. Yes. So if you're doing the Caesar walkthrough, you don't have to. This is not a thing. I think that there might be something that substitutes for it where you have to go mm -hmm. kill an NCR person who's trying to stop this, maybe. But uh, I don't recall. And there are fewer quests in the Caesar yeah. quest line anyway, so it could just be like nobody got this dialed. We have the cons. Yeah. Yeah. So the cons, uh, if you remember from, I believe it was uh, Fallout 2, they are kind of this, uh, the gang that really specializes in dealing chems. They're uh, you know, essentially the sons of anarchy, right? And yes. they were uh, they were chased out of Bitter Springs by the NCR um, very violently. It was kind of a massacre of women and children. Um, we'll learn more about that next episode. Yeah. <laughs> um, and uh, they're kind of holed up. Uh, you know, they ran west to this place called Red Rock Canyon where they're kind of living in trailers and, you know, still running chems, but very much uh, kind of nursing their wounds. And they fucking hate the NCR. So you can imagine they were happy to see me. Yeah, this, this is one of the quests that uh that broke for me hmm. uh pretty bad i got i got to go to it and kind of uh get the beginnings of it but never it never fired hmm. um for me so the idea is uh 
for for yes man is you show up here um just because he says hey check out the great cons you go there you find out that they are um aligned with caesar there's a representative of uh, a caesar there named carl carl the, the representative <laughs> um and he is uh he's there like yes you know kaiser respects these people um the con say uh you know papa con uh says hey we're not going to go along with ncr or go along with anybody the legion is going to treat us with respect right um fair enough uh and at this point there's a bunch of different things you're supposed to be able to do um in addition to getting kind of their trust up right um but um those didn't work for me yeah i did the things but the options just weren't there so i ended up having to kill all the cons yeah and then uh, just say like nope the cons will not be a problem i murdered all of them yeah um um, so. and when you, uh, so, so the, the way that this articulates when you leave, you know, the longhouse, um, Papa Khan's son, whose name I forget and didn't make a note of comes up and says, Hey, Regis, Regis there we go. Um, he comes up and says, yeah, so here's the thing. Um, I know that this is a bad idea, but there's really nothing I can say. He gives you the names of four people, um, that you, uh, you need to convince, um, to kind of like to convince that joining the Legion is a bad idea in order for uh, Papa Khan to break this alliance. So those are the mm -hmm. things that you're supposed to do. Um, one of the things that you can do like right away um, is to uh, go in and either uh, go into uh, Carl's <laughs> again, Carl, uh, his footlocker <laughs> <Hello>. and, <laughs> and, uh, and find his, uh, find his writings, or you can dispatch the pass a speech check, um, <laughs> to get him into, into this loop of, uh, like, oh, so the cons are great. It's like, yes, yes, the cons are great, but aren't, isn't the Legion also great? Like, yes, well, here's the thing. And then essentially get him to reveal his true feelings, which are, why am I in here with these barbarians? What's going on? Um, and this leads to Carl, um, you know, being killed. Um, and if you do it exactly the right way, you can win it here and there. Otherwise, you end up um, going down and uh, going to these other people. So, like, Jack and Diane are these drug dealers who you can run a couple of uh, things with. I love Jack. Um, yeah. Dude, what a haul, What a total haul. No way that's that's Copa Shishi. Yeah. <laughs> Copa Shishi. Yeah, um, yeah he, he's awesome. Yep. Um, these guys are cool, too. Even if you don't, uh, this quest breaks for you, you can go to them and be like, hey, you know that your drugs are causing a lot of suffering like what if i told you there's more profit in making beneficial things <laughs> and you can teach them how to make like stim packs and stuff yeah which is pretty rad <laughs> and teach them to make like there are so many chems in this game gary oh yeah <laughs> yeah you can make them yeah like rushing water and uh turbo jet and all these different hybrids mm -hmm. of different uh different versions and chems like i've always known this but this was playing this on hard uh mlg gaming um really really underlined for me like these are just temporary like you use these like items yeah in final fantasy these are temporary buffs um there's no real need to save them if you need them like mm -hmm. and they will make a difference like taking psycho and medex will will win a fight yeah for you that you cannot otherwise win so that is how you're going to fight cazadors and death claws yeah but the game is balanced for you to use drugs yeah and so. uh, addiction is a little bit of a check on that yeah and a little bit but i mean it's easier to get rid of there's a drug that gets rid of it fixer i mean you can take fixer and then also any medical clinic yeah well uh we'll take care of that mm -hmm. yeah so the quest for jack and diana is abadaba honeymoon and uh mm -hmm. you're really just kind of like running some some errands for them uh, the final one being to go to vault three um and uh you know kind of like reestablish their uh their trade ends or their their, their trading route with them um with uh with, with jack and diane you only have to convince one to convince the other and mm -hmm. so, like, with Jack, it's either, hey, we're going to enslave you, or with Diane, you have to say, well, you've never really seen a woman legionary, right? Yeah, yeah. And and just let them know that the, the legion hates drugs. Yeah. Uh, which we learn from um, when we went and talked to Caesar, we learned this thing where uh, if you look behind him, he has an auto dock. 
Yeah. And he's like, this is this is really a commodity in a society that doesn't allow chems. Mm-hmm. You know, being able to like fix a a broken arm. Yeah. You know, and and relieve that pain. Like this thing's huge. Um. So yeah, they they do not like drugs. Right. They even take away your stem packs when you uh, mm-hmm. when you walk into the fort, unless you uh, convince them you have you uh, the heart yeah. defect. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Um, there's also, uh, uh, Melissa, she's over in an, at an encampment that's full of, uh, um, some, uh, a bunch of death claws in this quarry, um, yes. by Good Springs. And you have to do a little bit of a quest there called, uh, don't make a beggar of me, uh, trying to find, uh, some missing chemical supplies that have, uh, um, you know, been taken, um, over in Sloan. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and unfortunately, this uh, this quest I, again, I didn't get yeah. a chance to do it. This there, run through. There's a like the quarry boss. He's he's NCR, but he's really sympathetic to the cons, and he's mm-hmm. like running stuff behind. You know, the the NCR hates the cons. They want you to kill them, but like when you successfully do this, you know, tell them like, hey, the Legion is a bad idea. Um, you either uh, <laughs> the good ending for them is to convince them to do one last uh, glorious suicide mission against against the Legion. The bad ending is just to convince them to leave. Regardless, yeah. the game treats it as though uh, there was a slaughter there. Yeah. Yeah. It's not going to end well for these guys. No. Because they're not good guys. They're just, you know, not the worst guys. Right. Yeah. Um, regardless of which, if you do those, any of those things we talked about, you can convince Papacon to uh, to disillusion, uh, dissolve his, his alliance with the Legion. Yeah. And stuff. Um, you also have to deal with one of the other, the other houses or the two other kind of tribes or families in the Strip. Yeah. Um, so you have to deal with uh, the Gomorra. Um, these are the classic mobsters. Right. So like we have the tops, which are the, uh, the, the chairman or like the rat pack. We have the vault casino, which is kind of weird. And we'll, we'll get to that. There's not too much with it. Um, lucky 38 and then Gamora, which is like classic Italian mobsters. Right. And uh, they say like, Hey, if you talk to the front desk lady, um, she probably knows some dirt on the people who run it. Yeah. yeah. Um, and, uh, it's important. Like the NCR says, we know something is up. We've been finding weapons and stuff. Go here and, uh, and figure this out. Um, yes. And they're, you know, just like with all these places, there's an internal power struggle. Uh, there's this man named Kachino um, who's been running business on the side. Yes. Um, so one way or another, uh, you talk to him, you either blackmail him with his stuff or you convince him. And uh, he will let you know, like, hey, the Omertas are bringing in guns and muscle because uh, they're going to try to make a power play. Um, I can, you know, let's stop it. Yeah. Uh, together. They brought in two people, uh, Clandon and Tricky. Mm-hmm. And uh, I don't really know. They have Clandon, uh, who is a specialist, and they're blackmailing him because they have a tape of him killing a woman on, like, a psycho binge. Yes. And uh, you can uh, do a lot of things with this. Mm -hmm. Um, You can uh, go to him and convince him to, you know, forgive himself uh, for it because he's on drugs. Like, you can take that angle, which is not true or anything like that. That's not (laughs) not what I subscribe to, but you can convince him that. Um, You can go there. You can find the tape uh, that he has so the bosses no longer have the tape and can't hold it over him. You can also find proof that the bosses set this up. Yes. Um, he didn't actually kill the woman. Um, they, they, uh, you know, they, they framed him for this. Oh the, yeah. This is, this is Troika. Clandon is uh, unrepentant about it. Oh, okay. Yeah. I got that. Like, I got that mixed up. So unless you kill him, um, you have to just kind of like, okay, go on, find your next victim, victim, send him out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Um, so you can kill him. Troika, who's the one who I mentioned who they have, uh, him killing a, a prostitute. Yeah. Um, you can find that it's actually not true. And uh, if you can get him, uh, you can get him out of his contract. Um, you can tell Big Sal that, like, hey, he's a liability. Um, to get him out of his contract, you can also, again, prove that he didn't do it. And you can convince him to plant thermite on the weapons that he smuggled in or in the basement. He will also give you the thermite to do it as well. Mm-hmm. If you have a good lockpick, there's lots of different ways this can this can uh, shake out. Yeah. If you have him do the uh, the thermite for you, he gets caught. 
Yeah, and he dies. So it's like this little like, oh, you can send send Grey Rat into the village, <laughs> but he's not going to end well. Yeah. Um, and then this at this point, after you've done these things and kind of weakened them, the bosses want to talk with you. Um, Kachino says he'll slip you a weapon. Uh, this is where this quest. These are the two quests that broke for me. This one. Oh and, shit. Oh, Papa. So this. I mean, I got through most of it, <laughs> but then uh, he just wouldn't move. Kachino's mm. uh, like, hey, you know, let's go to the the bosses, and I was like, okay, you do it, and like I passed the speech check, and and he would do it. And then he just wouldn't move. And then I said, okay, I'll do it. And then he just wouldn't move. So eventually <laughs> what I had to do uh, was go and find the room where Nero and Big Saul are. Yeah. Where they were just standing pointing guns at a couch. There's uh, <laughs> nobody there. Don't move a muscle. Yeah. Well, like, I am a couch. <laughs> um, I am a couch. Uh, so they didn't. Uh, so it was kind of broken. I just had to murder them, which is what I was going to do anyway. I oh, just yeah. have seen some dialogue. Yeah. But the, that part was broken. It's a fun, uh, it's a fun little thing. If you pass a speech check, um, mm-hmm. you can when you're talking to Big Sal, you can say, "Oh yeah, Nero, uh, he, he totally let me know you were going to uh, betray him. That's why we're going to betray you." And so you can get him to turn and fire the first shot. Yeah. Um, and then, uh, and then Kachino uh, finishes the job. And uh, Kachino's a real piece of shit, yeah. uh, <laughs> which you yeah. find out in a, in a later quest. I didn't know that. Otherwise, I was like, "Nope, you're all dead." But yeah, yeah. I uh, killing killing the two bosses meant I needed to kill everyone in. The Gamora. Oh yeah. So I, I murdered the the Gamora. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but uh, um, uh, no. It's kind like, of a, or go ahead. The uh, like the like the the NCR angle to this the 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 guns that you destroyed. It wasn't just like hey Gamora is uh you know wanting to line up and uh you know take the strip. They were explicitly putting that stuff there under contract from the Legion, um, mm. in order to kind of like set up this coup from inside because otherwise you know like the strip is really heavily controlled, right? Yes. Yeah. Um. The um yeah and that and that passes that passes that quest and you've you've uh, put in you put uh, that way I think you put Kachino in power yes. at that point like he's considered to be an ally. Um, when you murder everybody, it's kind of an interesting combat encounter because there's no way to get your weapons back that I knew of. Mm-hmm. There might be like in a hidden chest somewhere, but I didn't I couldn't do it with weapons. So I had Eddie with me who has a laser gun that you can't take away from him. Um, and then uh, I did melee until I knocked one of their guns off onto the ground oh. and then picked that up and used it to kill them. Huh. Which was pretty rad. Like, it was one of the rare, like, this is a kind of awesome combat encounter. It was like uh, a Hotline New Vegas. Yeah, exa- exactly. Yeah. Um, so the other thing uh, is a side bet. They want you to deal with uh, the... Actually, I'm gonna, I'll am gonna. i do one that is part of my side bets. That's probably a side quest for you. I'm just okay. going to mention it. Right. Um, a wild card thing is you have to deal with the Ultralux if mm. you're dealing with Yes Man. So just, uh, just so nobody uh, yells at us. We're going to talk about that amazing quest um, in the next episode. <laughs> yes. But uh, it is it is part of the Yes Man quest yeah. line. When an irresistible force such as you meets an old immovable object like me can bet just as sure as you live Something's gotta give, something's gotta give, something's gotta give When an irrepressible smile such as yours Warms an old implacable heart do we want to talk about a uh, vault 21 like they're they're kind of a non-entity but yeah i think their story's there's, no, cool. there's, there's like really minor quest about them but we can we can mention it now yeah. vault 21 is kind of interesting um it was the the vault that was made for vegas where everyone was equal who went into it they did everything they could to make sure everyone was equal and everything was summoned or uh handled through luck 
<laughs> so all conflicts, everything was done through gambling. Yeah. And uh, this was the, you know, and it, it actually was fine. Everyone emerged like it, you know, nobody ended up being crazy. It was another successful vault, mm -hmm. which doesn't happen that often. But then Mr. House, when he uh, brought in the tribes, he said, hey, we're going to destroy this thing, this testament, <laughs> the, you know, this eyesore. And uh, and they can, the lady who lived there uh, convinced him not to. So they just poured concrete yep. into uh, more than half of it. Yep. And they turned it into uh, into a hotel. Yep. Which and is a, a, a pretty big indignity, actually. Yeah. Absolutely. But in, in like, it'd be, I like the idea of vaults as a tourist attraction mm -hmm. kind of thing. That's a cool idea. Yeah. Um, also, everybody they brought in there was a compulsive gambler. Yes. Yeah. That was the <laughs> other thing is they made uh, everybody solve their problems, but they had this, uh, the constant access, this gambling. So again, just vault, vault tech is the most cartoonishly evil thing in Fallout. Oh yeah. Um, and it's like, I dig it because it allows a lot of like weird little short stories, mm -hmm. but as long as you don't question vault tech that much. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, so the next one, did you have to deal with the brotherhood? Yes. Okay. Um, in my first playthrough, uh, before I realized that this version of the Brotherhood's kind of uh, kind of kind of awful, um, I uh, uh, the, this this derailed me from the Mister House because I didn't want mm -hmm. to kill them. Um, if you're running Mister House, you, there's no way to peacefully resolve this. However, yeah, he wants them dead. Yes. However, and so does the uh, so does the NCR. Like the NCR had this big battle um, with uh, with the Brotherhood. There's you know bad blood that goes all the way back. Yeah, Helios um, won. Yeah, Helios won the uh, the Solar Array. Um, and the Brotherhood has been kind of hiding out um, in uh, in in a ranch, ranch dressing valley, um, yeah. <laughs> um, uh, which is pretty cool because they've got this bunker that has uh, like a like a storm generator over top of it. Yes, yeah. So it's it's a uh, and they actually, uh, Mister Mister Nuvegas says like there have been hulking shapes seen moving around Hidden Valley, <laughs> and you're kind of led to believe that it is uh, super mutants. Hmm. And then when you actually get there and you find out it's the Brotherhood, it's pretty cool. Yeah. Um. And th I mean, this version of the Brotherhood is awful. They're not like super immoral. Right. They could they could be way worse. Yeah. Um. Even though once you uh with the yes man stuff, um, you can choose to leave them alone. And when you do, yes man's like, that's great. I calculate that they'll be our biggest threat in about two years. <laughs> Wonderful. <laughs> you know, like just like he, you know, he can't call you out, but he kind of says it was short sighted of you to leave them alone. Yeah. Um. So uh, you had in here, and this is tons of history to the, the Brotherhood in this. Like God, they're they're so. There's so much depth here because the reason why they're hiding out and they're kind of in, in Sunken Valley is because they uh, they lost this victory and they lost one of their major leaders. Yeah. Um, and when you talk to the Brotherhood Companion, you talk about this, you get all these references to Brother Elijah and uh, or Father Elijah. And we'll talk about Father, Father Elijah in the third episode mm -hmm. because he's it's one of those things like this game does a good job, I think, of building up personalities. Yes. And uh, it does a great job on that end. The part of it when you meet those personalities doesn't always work. Right. Um, you know, when we met the burn man, I hate that. Uh, <laughs> I think it's really limp. Um, but when you meet Father Elijah, he makes total sense. And I love him. Yeah. Um, everything with Father Elijah's story is great. <laughs> so but in the wake of this, this defeat and losing this leadership, uh, they've hunkered down. Right. And uh, they are just like they're sending out kind of cautious patrols. Um, they are not, uh, you know, doing brotherhood shit, really. Right. They're like the the the, the most they do is like scavenge for this yes. technology. And that yep. is one of the companions that, that you meet. This is Veronica. Yes. Um, but otherwise, they're they're really just kind of minding their own minding their own uh, land at this yeah. point. And um, and getting in here, if you have Veronica, you can you can bypass this. But otherwise, they uh, they take all your stuff. It's much more hostile. Yeah. Um, if you have Veronica, uh, you know she walks up to the. Uh, um, it's a funny joke. She walks up to the uh, intercom and says like, "Oh, I'd, I'd like you know uh, a burger and some fries or something like yeah. that." Which what's your context for that? Yeah. What do you what do you know about a a fast food drive in drive through thing? 
Yeah. Um, but you go in and uh, you meet uh, the person who's running this, Elder McNamara. And yes. uh, you can, you know, either use this as your opportunity to go overload the generator and kill them all or try and do as I did. You know, Mr. Uh, basically, if I could have done this main quest for the followers of, of the apocalypse, I would have. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, but no, you're, you're talking with him and running some odd jobs in order, again, to uh, to build up your trust. Yes. Um, so he sends you out. There are three scouts he sent out uh, and he wants you to find the, their data, like recover them, see what happened to them. Yeah. Um, and on your way out, you run into a uh, paladin Harden will will wave you down. Yeah. And just say like, hey, you're an outsider. I might be able to use you. Um, McNamara is destroying this place. Like we are, uh, you know, we're not doing anything. We're not growing. We're stagnating. We're going to die, die out. Um, report to me before you report to him. Right. Uh, and see if you can find a way to oust him. Like I should, he should be impeached and I should be the elder. Yeah. Um, and his angle is like, we need to, we need to break the embargo. We need to open the doors. We need to go out there and do some brotherhood shit because otherwise yes. we're, we're going to wither away. Or we're not the brotherhood. Right. Yeah. Um, um, <laughs> uh, there's some details about you. He looks like David Cockner. <laughs> You're right. He does. Yeah. It, it's, it's really unfortunate. There's a couple of people who just have like dumb looking models. Cachino uh, <laughs> is one of those guys too. Like Cachino just looks like. I mean, like David Cochner. Yeah. <laughs> like, if somebody's going to look like I shouldn't take them seriously, they look like <laughs> David Cochner in this. Yeah. So. Oh, man. And then you got a Rob Corddry. Uh, yeah, or two. exactly. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so uh, you, you go around to a couple of different places. Like, there's a nearby crater that uh, the, there, there's really no detail, except uh, this is one of the few places you find some centaurs, yes. um, including an evolved centaur named Mo. Yes, <laughs> which we learned about from a side quest. Ooh. Uh, Mo, there's Mo lore. Um, <laughs> not really lore, but he is the pet of uh, Tabitha. Mm, okay. Of you, 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 you Tabitha. You Tabitha. Um, yeah, because she talks about him on their radio, the mm. beloved centaur Mo. Ah. It's kind of like a mascot. Hmm. Yeah. The other one is at Nellis, which, eh, whatever. Like, yeah. And as you, like, look at these, um, I think he explicitly says, hey, you know, don't look at that. It's proprietary, proprietary information. Um, you find out, like, they, they didn't have an awful lot of, like, information. Like, they didn't know about the artillery when they went to Nellis. Um, they didn't know about the, the abominations when they went to that crater. Um, and when they went to Repcon, um, they didn't know that that place was just basically locked down like Fort Knox. Yes. Yeah. Um, so, uh, you, at this point you're like, okay, this guy's up to, to something. Um, so you, you say like, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to help out, uh, uh, Harden. Um, you talk to Ramos, who is the weapons master. And, uh, he says, you know, yeah, like there's nothing that interrupts the chain of steel and you're like chain of steel. Mm-hmm. And then you, uh, you go and you look in the, the vault, you kind of go back and forth getting additional access to these archives until eventually you find a virus. Um, there, like that stops you from doing it. You do this little mini game I with the head this. scribe. This is pretty bad. I really hate this too. Um, it's like I like the idea of it, and I like the idea that like a computer virus would be such a disaster. Mm-hmm. In like it, you know, for for this kind of thing where you have all like no new information really coming in, <laughs> but it's a really annoying mini game. Yeah. Um, where you have to kind of lock down this virus by checking these different terminals, and you only have a minute, um, to find it on these like I don't know twelve or sixteen terminals. Yeah. Uh, here, it's pretty obnoxious. Yeah. Especially because like they're they're obviously trying to do something. Like if there was just a different interface for it, like if they went to like a close up puzzle kind of thing, like all right, fine. Yeah. But like the fact that you're running around and like tapping into these individual machines and stuff, it just it's it's just a limitation of the presentation. Yeah. Yeah. It does I mean you doing it, you'll get done with it in ten minutes. Yeah. Like most, it's not egregious. It's yeah. just pretty obnoxious. Yeah. Um but yeah, you you get that and eventually you learn about this uh if you you find out if a, uh, a head paladin, uh, an elder, 
bypasses the chain of command, like gives an order to a below someone below, um, they can be ousted for that. Right. Um, so he gave an, an order to these scouts directly without going through Harden. Um, so you can get him ousted for that. Right. Yeah. Um, um, so that, yeah. that's one way this can end is you can get Harden installed at this point. Yeah. And if you do that, Harden will not cooperate with you, at least if you're in CR. Uh, he will if you're if you're a yes man. Okay. Um, he gives you a quest to uh, go kill the uh, the people of the Silver Rush, hmm. the Van Graffs, yeah. uh, and because they are using this pre-war tech and they want it. <laughs> um, you do that, and then you get kind of this uh, this light status with the Brotherhood, and then you can go tell yes man that you're going to ignore them because okay. they they're, they're buddies with you. Yeah. Um, if you are NCR, you kind of want to keep McNamara in uh, in 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 power. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's a quest that you can do with him that has you going around to different vaults to try and salvage enough parts to uh, to kind of recover um, and keep the uh, keep, keep their bunker going. Yes. Um, we'll, we'll talk about those vaults uh, next episode. Yes. Because I don't want to make uh, Vault 11 a footnote no. of another quest. No, no, no. Um, yeah. And uh, so, you, so you do all of those things, get all the different parts from the vaults. And uh, this makes McNamara say, like, hey, the NCR are really no longer a threat. Nope. Um, so it unlocks or lifts the uh, lockdown. Yeah. So the, both uh, things make the lockdown kind of lifted, uh, but with different kind of minor articulations. Yeah. And this is also one of the places where you can uh, learn how to use power armor. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Even though, like, yeah. light armor in this game is tremendous. Like, yeah. you find some really good stuff. Yeah. The um, power armor is really great if you're playing on super difficult. Uh, mode like i was like you want to try to avoid taking damage so this uh getting my joining the brotherhood uh when i put in harden mm-hmm. um getting that armor was super useful yeah until i got the uh, remnants hour armor which is the the best armor in the game nice um yeah uh this is another quest that this wasn't a glitch uh for me but because i had done things in a wrong order i had locked myself out of this yeah which is a bummer because this is a cool quest um, um i mean i guess it's it's a trade-off like i had to do the the ultra luck stuff which was cool mm-hmm. but uh i had this thing where i came back um Yes, man was like, yeah, uh, there's a, a certain percentage chance that the president of the NCR will be assassinated. And I and I my only option was like, the NCR aren't going to let me near there. They're going to shoot on sight. And he's like, well, that's unfortunate. That's going to make things hard. But that's great. And then that was it. So it just like quest failed. I, was like, oh, I didn't yeah. even have a chance to do it. A lot of people's uh, kind of negative reactions to this uh, game, uh, I mm-hmm. think uh, I've heard this actually stated stem from just like it frames up uh, uh, kind of like being locked out of quests as failure. Like mm. it'll play the quest failed sound, even though it's like, well, we can't do that. So it's gone. And like, you'll go around and if you get high enough uh, faction with the NCR, you'll just fail a shitload of quests because you can't go help the powder gangers. You know? Right, yeah. I wish it just said instead of like, or just be like quest, uh, you know, deleted or something, and just mm-hmm. a different noise and made it presented in a different way. Yeah, like quest no longer, or just didn't do it. Yeah, like the quest didn't show up or <laughs> fail. Yeah, like if you already had it, it would it could just cross out. Yeah, you know. Yeah, um, and, and I'm I'm not saying like it's it's a little bit of a superficial reason, but I totally understand it. Like you know, you're just you get that. Feeling. Yeah, and it's, it's like, a bummer. Yeah, you don't like being told you failed when you didn't even know you were, uh, you know, trying for something. Right. Yeah. So uh, tell me, I've done this quest a thousand times when I played before, <laughs> but I didn't do it this time. Uh, yeah. Let's talk about you know it when it happens. Yeah. So from the uh, from the NCR angle, um, you know, morale is pretty bad. They know that the enemy is at the gates, right? Um, and so President Kimball uh, is coming in from the west to uh, to give a speech at Hoover Dam, um, and I'm put on kind of this last minute. Uh, security t- detail. However, because of how short-sighted the NCR is, um, even though they are trusting you uh, to help them like keep their president alive, if you're not liked or above, I think, uh, they don't give you any access to anything. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, you know, you can still 
uh, uh, kind of keep on top of this and keep disaster from happening is just significantly harder and it becomes uh, a shorter quest. So even as I was following the NCR main quest, I went and did some uh, some side quests at this point to kind of grind faction, uh, mm-hmm. which I was going to do those quests anyway, but it felt kind of shitty to have to do it. You know, got all concentrated there. Um, uh, in order to kind of get this broadened access to actually know what the itinerary is to be allowed to run around and inspect things before the event actually happens. Mm -hmm. Um, And so um, you have to, uh, in in order to succeed at this, the best way to put yourself in that position is to kind of spot these three, uh, three threats. Um, If you uh, uh, go into a supply closet when you're doing your sweep, you can find blood on the floor. And uh, find out that uh, one of the engineers uh, was killed um, and uh, try to get access into the uh, the systems in order to get up on the roof. Uh, funny thing, if you look at the uh, at the computers, his login is uh, Makovich. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Which I fucking love in the line of fire. So that's pretty great. Um, and uh, uh, he this this engineer ended up uh, planting a, a bomb on the vertebrate. Right. That was going to go off when the thing was going to, uh, uh, you know, uh, or when the president was going to run away. Um, in addition to that, there is uh, um, a sharpshooter in one of the towers. If you bring Boone with you, he yeah, actually says it. I yep. love it. He's like, if I were going to do this, this is where I do it. Yeah, because <laughs> Boone is great. Yep, up there from um, yeah, up there from uh, behind. Um, I love that the president's vertebrate is Bear Force One. Bear Force One is a great joke. <laughs> yep. I love it. <laughs> um, and so, if you take out the bomb and if you take out the uh, the sharpshooter, all that's left is a guy, um, a, a legion guy who gets up on the stage and uh, attacks with a with a knife. But otherwise, mm-hmm. like if you if you've done everything, the NCR will fire on this guy. They'll spot the threat, and then uh, Kimball makes it out alive. What's awesome, and this is the one like best you know argument for doing a Legion playthrough ever, is this quest from the Legion perspective, uh, which is like Arizona Killer, I think is the name of yes. it. Yes, yeah. Um, is you doing the assassination, <laughs> um, and that's awesome. Like yep. you have to show up in disguise, you have to like keep suspicion low. You go and do these three things that are there, and that's really cool. Yeah. I think, um, and that's the way that if you again if you're eating all the leaders, um, <laughs> that's the way you're going to eat President Kimball. Um, eat who I eat. Uh, and the, um, but man, the Legion version of this quest is super cool. Yeah. And I wish there was more stuff like that in the Legion mm-hmm. storyline, like just really complicated schemes <laughs> like this. Yeah. Um, super cool. So, so at this point you've done all of the side bets, um, for, you know, yes, man, or you've done the NCR stuff and we're at the end. Yeah. Like this, um, this assassination attempt is the, like the inciting event that actually gets things I mean, moving is in relative terms, like <laughs> you are one dialogue box away from this, uh, from this battle happening. Yeah. And you, you know, the point of no return, yeah. it's like the game's really fair about that. Yeah. So go to your side stuff. Like it even says like, Hey, you know, we'll keep a save file for you anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. Which is great too. They save you save automatically and you can reload at the end of the credits at this point before Hoover Dam. Yeah. 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 So, uh, this quest for me is called uh, Eureka, which is the, uh, uh, motto of the NCR. Um, mm-hmm. uh, and for you, it is called, uh, no gods, no masters. Yes. Right. Yeah. Cause everybody's got to die. <laughs> and, uh, it articulates very similarly, um, mm-hmm. for both. I think like the beginning, like the, the, the very beginning and the very end are different. Where do you start out this battle at the dam? Um, at the far end of the dam. Okay. Like at the far end of the opposite end from the Legion camp. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Okay. And well, I mean, I think that what I'm said to do is different. Like I am to infiltrate the NCR and install the yes man mm, okay. on their on their servers and then i need to shut down the dam all right 
So, uh, so that when uh, one of them activates the Securitrons that are beneath the bunker at Fortification Hill. Mm-hmm. So I get this army. They presumably kill the remaining. I mean, I already killed everyone at Fort- Fortification Hill <laughs> because I'm MLG. But the uh, <laughs> it you know kills all those guys, and then I have my army, and then I make the dam uh, useless to the NCR. Hmm. So as to demoralize them, and so I can I can later use that. Yeah, uh, for me, like I have to, you know, like the the Legion is in full on assault. They're like at at the NCR side, um, and they're in the actual plant itself, and you have to end up just having to shoot your way out. Um, then well, good. Or what's awesome is that my ending, where like so the NCR didn't hate me as much as the Legion did. So the NCR when I was here were not violent against me. Mm-hmm. Um, what's awesome is I'm seeing the aftermath of this. Like I'm walking <laughs> through and I'm seeing Legion and NCR people fighting each other. I'm seeing the aftermath of these battles <laughs> and I don't really have to get involved. I just have to go with sneak and put on this computer thing if I want to. <laughs> nice. Um, pretty neat. What's pretty great. Like, you notice if you're, if you're running NCR and I assume there are, there are elements of this, you know, if you're fighting across it, uh, you know, to begin with, um, you, uh, kind of see the fruits of your labor. Um, from all of the uh, kind of factioneering you've done, and even mm-hmm. some of the side quests, like one of your uh, one of your companions, Arcade uh, Arcade Ganon, uh, if you uh, through the course of his quest convince him, you know, to to give up his nerd ways and fight, um, he shows up in Enclave power armor and yes. with, like with his whole squad of like you know <laughs> the uh, uh, secondhand lions uh, out there. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. There's a bunch of Grand Torinos show up. <laughs> and, um, yeah. Yeah. um like the uh the, the the boomers from nellis fly over with uh with the bombers and take out a whole bunch of them like this is a massive epic fight that it's has awesome. like uh like the like this whole returning cast of characters as uh as you go along and uh, like there's some optional stuff like when you're inside the power plant itself you can go along to the side and um flood the chamber like mm. all of the turbines and stuff in order to uh stop the incursion of the legion so you're doing a little bit of brains over brawn stuff to make it as easy as possible for you to cross um, over yeah. to the side and you actually end up fighting at uh, um, legate uh, lioness i believe lenius yes yes um over at if his you've camp. killed yeah yeah no and like, he's the well uh, he is he's the leader now if you killed caesar it's always him mm-hmm. but he is now the leader of the legion hmm. if caesar is dead yeah but he's got this awesome uh bowl mask on and he yes. speaks in a in a uh, darth vader kind of voice um and this is great too so after you you know have killed everybody when you approach him um, he enters into conversation and, uh, you know, he will kind of just battle you philosophically. Um, and if you have high enough speech, you can actually uh, convince him like, hey, you know, think about what you have given up in order to fight and hold this one little scrap of land. Right. Yeah. You're you're fighting a war on two fronts. Yes. You can't hold <laughs> this area once you have it and also hold the east. Yes. So, like, you know, even if you march to the coast, chaos will follow you and pin you to the water, essentially. Yeah. Um, and that convinces him like, all right, well, you know, I'm going to go back East. There's nothing saying we're not going to be back, but later, dude. He, I mean, he explicitly says he will be back. Um, the other thing you can do is kill him and it is a really hard fight. Oh yeah. Um, he is, he is incredibly tough. Um, and he has tons of people with him. Um, I, I did both, um, just to see it. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then after you kill him, um, you head back down and this articulates, I know differently for, for both of us. Yeah. Um, I think this is it for you, right? Pretty much like you're going to leave the camp and then the doors explode. And then like Gen- General Oliver walks through doing all but like chomping on Patton's oh, yeah. cigar. Oliver shows up and we, we talked about it on Slack, but I wish they had hired a voice actor for him because <laughs> uh, he just sounds like a thousand other guys in the Mojave and he looks too young. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, he's only got like 20 lines like they could. It seems like it would have been cheap. Yeah. Get Busey in there or something. <laughs> um, 
this is uh, if you do yes man, this is actually kind of super awesome because uh, he shows up and you can say like, yeah, he congratulates you for for taking out the legion, and you're like, yeah, um, did you? Uh, I'd like to introduce you to to some of my friends, and your army of securitrons rolls up behind him, <laughs> and uh, and he's and he starts uh, kind of like posturing. He's like, you know, yeah, this is a bad idea. Think about this, and you can choose how aggro you're going to be. Um, you can convince the lead, uh, the NCR just to leave, uh, which is what I do. You can also tell the security hans to open fire. You can also say, uh, yes, man, throw General Oliver off uh, off the dam. <laughs> and then you get a little cutscene of the dam from the side and a little rag doll go <laughs> over the side into the water. It's so good. Yep. Um, I'm down for that. I'm so I'm, down. I'm way into it. And then depending on how this went, uh, you get your standard uh, New Vegas epilogues. Yeah. Um, that tell you how you did, essentially. Mm. Yeah, and a lot of these um, allude to different uh, different side quests and stuff that we're going to talk about uh, next time. But it just really reflects, and it kind of like walks you th- uh, walks you through your journey, um, and mm-hmm. kind of like gives you a little bit of closure on some of this. Yeah, I mean, it reflects what you did. There are, there aren't tons of um, you know uh, uh, junk town style like you thought you were doing good, but you actually were doing bad, right? Kind of stuff. Like mostly, it's it's good, even though some things are faded uh, for a bad ending, no matter what. Right. Um, but it's really extensive. Like, it, it's for <laughs> tons of characters, every area, every companion. Um, everything is really great. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> and instead of having, a, a, a gosh, Gary Oldman. Yeah. Instead yeah, of having our... Ron Perlman do his, uh... <laughs> that's my compulsion now. Yeah. I have to mention them uh, in, in uh, you know, the same sentence. Uh, no, instead of having him say everything, he uh, they, they get the uh, the voice actors who either were, were that character or uh, were from that town to read their own little bit. Yes. And uh, looking through this, uh, if you just want to look at um, how complicated this stuff articulates, take a look at just the endings section on the (laughs) wiki and just see how each of these individual factors have so many different ways that they can end. And a lot of them are like, you know, follow the quest up to this point, but don't do this little point and then come back later and kill this specific person. Yeah. Like they're really complicated and you can make a lot of different outcomes for these things because this game is about, you know, the player making a difference, (laughs) Um, which which is really, really great. Yeah. Um, Yeah. So this this main quest, Gary, was a delight. Yeah. Like, yeah. as opposed to something like Monolithic, um, you know, like Fallout 3s or, you know, even like a lot of the Elder Scrolls that we, you know, that we see, um, specifically like from Oblivion on, um, Oblivion and Skyrim, um, you know, it's, it's not this one big like prescribed morality. What it does is it, it's kind of like a la carte, you know, looking at these decisions and like trying to figure out you know, like, do I agree with this? Like, what's the like, what's the test here? And weighing that against the benefit <laughs> that you may, you know, gain or lose by, you know, resolving this in different uh, in, in different situations. Like, it's so nuanced that, like, mm-hmm. it, it like my heart overflows with just how with, with, with just how smart this is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, it's always uh, it's ideologies you're choosing between not, uh, you know, not it's, you're choosing between personalities, which is great. You know, you're also choosing between these ideologies that none of which are perfect. Right. You know, and it sets up um, the world you're entering into is more complex than just being crappy. Right. Like there's that that um, that storytelling principle that's like start your story as late as possible. Mm-hmm. You know, um, and New Vegas is very smart because it started its story on the cusp of a disaster. Like you get the sense that in this world, this is a turning point of history that, that is happening. And you get to be an actor that influences this. Um, you know, it doesn't have that kind of feeling that happens in a lot of video games where the world is static um, and you come along and 
do everything. It's like you're you're pushing things blocks that are already set up. Yeah. You know, it's not just you uh, being being the reason why things are going wrong. Like you get the sense that like things would have went down regardless right. of which. You know, so it, it's it simultaneously makes you feel very important because you're influencing them, but also makes the world feel alive because these things were all factors. Right. Initially. And I mean, getting down to, and this is stuff that comes up more in the side quest and the kind of the bonus content, like getting in, playing this so closely after third and you want to like nitpick about it. Like this game is not great about mechanically reward, like rewarding you with like loot shit. Right. You know, there's lots of things you'll do and you don't get a shiny new gun. Yeah. You have to be on board with the story, (laughs) which I am happy with when the story is this good. Right. Like this is substantially less dungeon crawly. Yes, um, there there are very few dungeons and just fewer like opportunities to shoot shit. Right, like you just don't fight as much in this, which to me is leaning into the strengths. Yeah, you know of the of the engine, um, and just like, just having this kind of complexity of, of dialogue tree uh, for things like it feels like you know like Baldur's Gate two. You mm-hmm. know, it feels like an old Fallout, <laughs> and uh, that's one of my favorite things yeah. about these games. Like I love that opportunity to create my guy. It's like a big reason why like in the uh the non-existent arbitrary western and jrpg divide um one of the reasons why i'm drawn to these like old computer games is that like i feel like i'm making my person yep um and that is articulated masterfully here yeah like my version of the courier who went and did this stuff is my guy mm-hmm. i made him it's like i raised him as my own he's my child <laughs> you give... never talk to me or my courier again <laughs> six week in a row yeah <laughs> <laughs> Um, but um uh oh gosh what was it what was i gonna say you give up a lot to get that and you know i can totally see like a different set of priorities that will say hey this lack of fit and finish is it it doesn't line up with what i want out of these things or um i felt like my time was disrespected by this game ending or quest ending bug which was a lot more prevalent like on console and stuff you know way back when like a lot of people's first impression of this you know and you know god forbid if I sunk like 20 hours into a thing and it was just fucked, I wouldn't want to give it a second chance either. You give up a lot in order to get this thing that like strains under its own kind of weight with this stuff that you and I happen to value. Yeah. You know, I just, I can't imagine. I mean, I can imagine it in some, I can other it, but I can't imagine myself ever coming around to the idea that polish is more important than personality. Right. You know, or that like, this thing that we bought with that, like the, this level of jankiness, which like playing on PC day and date, um, this playthrough was the most janky it's ever been for yeah. me. I never played it on console, so I don't, I can't speak that experience and I, I don't want to undervalue it. But for me, you know, at its most janky, it was still what I got in exchange for that yeah. was like masterful and impressive and special. Yeah. And glitches in a computer program are not that, <laughs> you know, the, the negative does not outweigh, is not as like, singular right right like lots of things just kind of like there'll be a bug mm-hmm. it's like well yeah that sucks there's a bug you know um but i mean i say this all the time when we come up to stuff like it sucks there's a bug yeah. it's, it's it's a problem like it's a it's a thing that usually doesn't always happen mm-hmm. uh sometimes it happens because of you know bad coding or whatever like I, it's hard for me to hold it against the game and i hate that what like the history of this and we, we didn't really talk about this but the weird controversy where like uh, obsidian was gonna get this bonus if it got a 90 metacritic score and it got a 90 or 80 or something like that uh, because a lot of reviewers talked about it for bugs and that's where a lot of the discussion about like what a reviewer's responsibility is to Metacritic and stuff now there's all this like meta stuff around this uh, and it just 
I don't know, like the fact that that sank it for so many people, mm -hmm. um, this, this level of polish, where it's actually like a great work that comes from the heart in this weird way, like has, you know, comes from the brain and comes from the heart. Like that drives me fucking up the wall. Yeah. Like I, I it feels like such a shame mm -hmm. to me. Like I, I can imagine people who have that priority and I don't think they're bad people. I just, I, I am happy that I'm the person that I am instead. <laughs> Yeah. Um, I would, re I like the things that I value, which is a t tautology, <laughs> but I, I, with a lot of reflection and a lot of thought about it, like it is just, I think these things are more important. I feel like that is, that is true, yeah. you know? Um, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. It's, it, it's a delight. Like the, the main, the main quest is a delight. All the factions are really good. It pays, it's respectful mm -hmm. to the source material. Like it does, a game doesn't have to do that, but if you care about Fallout 1 and 2, this is a direct continuation of those games. Yeah and builds on that world and like doesn't actively contradict it. Nothing is made to be um, like a stereotype or a cardboard cutout. You know, there's not things that are just presented as fan service uh, from Fallout 1 and 2. Like they all make sense. Yeah. And if, if you're like a, a lore hound of stuff, like if you like reading codexes and shit, like holy shit, there is <laughs> a lot so of much. cool stuff to read and it's generally like really great. Mm -hmm. You know, like these little like stories of, of because you're doing this kind of like archaeology thing, right? Like you're in this building, you're looking at mundane emails, trying to figure out what mm -hmm. happened when people are talking about shipments or new policies and things like that. And sometimes the end result of that is a joke. Sometimes the end result of it is like an actual hint or something that tells you about the game. Mm -hmm. And sometimes it's just like, oh, this is the world that got kind of frozen in place with this disaster. Yeah. Um, I have a better idea of that. And that's making my experience richer because yeah. that adds to this tidal wave of context you bring behind you when you go to a base and kill all the, the fiends, <laughs> right. you know, or you go hunt down four specific fiends. You have this, this, this context behind you. Yeah. And, uh, like it's all written in voice. Like if it's an email, it reads like an email. If it's a, if it's a shipping invoice, it, it reads like that. Um, and this is like, you know, like, like fallout two, this is a, a very good collection of short stories yeah. set in this world. And it feels, you know, just, uh, it feels faithful to it's kind of like logical predecessor. Um, and you know in a way that like you know my goodwill towards fallout 2 comes from like oh it reminds me of new vegas and that's a backwards way to kind of come at it but um man th like those those logs and stuff give you a really good picture of the ncr i think we're going to talk about it a little bit more um you know in, in in the side quest but like they bring a lot of character to what otherwise would just be oh, bureaucracy um yeah. that i th that i really dig even though like my own personal feeling is like oh independent of course yeah <laughs> like i just basically like uh, like just arcade like he says you know whatever as long as legion doesn't win but i really like people to be able to do what they want it's like okay yeah, yeah. <laughs> trying on one of these idea ideologies is fun and easy because the game makes them so interesting yeah. and all almost all of them reasonable mm -hmm. so even playing as the legion like the, the the real big problem with the legion other than uh the fact that there's just not enough content is no one in the legion is good other than caesar right um so when you he sends you these lieutenants to get missions they all just come off as super villains because they're not a good actor and they're not very well written yeah um, but if they were, if the other people were just like, yeah, I'm not a monster. Like, I just, I think <laughs> that like, we need some kind of real control here, or we're going to all die when the Cazadors start breeding <laughs> out of control, you know? Yeah. Um, there's just not enough of that voice, but other than maybe the Legion, it's really easy to try on any of these ide ideologies. Yeah. You and can just kind of pretend it's hard, but you can still be like, you can be a good karma, a Legion. Yeah. Lieutenant. Yeah. You can be that. And there's, uh, you know, there's, there's talk of characters who are like that. Mm-hmm. You know, in in that world, that are not not shitheads um, like that, and arguably, you know, Caesar, who you could say he's doing kind of a greater good, yeah, uh, kind of thing. Um, but just just coming down to like the things you're doing being interesting, 
you know, is such an important thing for me in video games. Yeah. Um, you know, like, hey, it's never like, hey, go clear out 10 of these things. It's like, you know, you like early on, you go kill the ants that are on this highway. It's a really minor side quest. Um, it's in a worse game. It would be like, hey, uh, these ants are bothering us <laughs> here, though. It is tied into this idea that like, hey, the NCR is hamstringed because of this imposing battle that's happened because of X and because of Y. I can't spare a man to go do this because these ants are here. It's stopping traders from coming here. <laughs> if more traders came here, I could probably leverage that to my boss to <laughs> to get more men. Like it's everything like is it has a place in the world. Yeah. Um, it just it's endlessly impressive to me <laughs> um, as a game. Like it is just uh, it's such a good and seeing the NCR there when in Fallout 2, we saw the birth of the NCR. Yeah. Right. So you have this like they talk about it in logs. But as somebody who's a fan of the games, you get to see this like, again, context being the word of the day. Mm -hmm. You just see this history of like this well-meaning kind of like, hey, we need to fight back against raiders getting <laughs> kind of too big and out of control. Yeah. Just you know, like in 40, 40 years, way is, too expansionist. Because, of course, it's an attractive proposition. Like, <laughs> and they, they deal with that, too. Like, there are people who are in the NCR who are just there for three hots and a cot. Mm -hmm. And, like, all those perspectives are covered. <laughs> there are people who, like, used to like the NCR and are disillusioned with it and are actively trying to sabotage it. Yeah. You know, the, all of these kind of ways you could react to these different factors are actually considered. Yeah. You know, it so, just doesn't feel arbitrary but, in the way that, like, a lot of video games do. Yeah, it's like it's rich and deep. You know, yeah. and, you know, like, yes, that is a rapper a lot of times, you know, not as many times as in other games, but like, you know, around, hey, go here and grab this thing, you know, kill X number of things. But like, man, a, a, a good video game story, like, yeah, the plot can hold up. I, I, I generally don't trust plot that much, but like, mm -hmm. give me like an interesting reason to go do the next thing or to, you know, look for an interesting reason to do something cool. Yeah. Like that, that I think goes so far. It changes what it changes what you're doing. So, like, mechanically, you're just going and shooting stuff. It's a shooting game. Like, you go and shoot a lot of things, you know? Um, it, it is... Uh, so that's always going to be... You're always going to be putting things in your crosshairs or going into bats, mm -hmm. you know? Um, but just having that reason around it is what does it. Right. You know, in a way that doesn't do it for me in JRPGs, where it's like, I always had this grand goal <laughs> that's saving the world. Yeah. But in the meantime, I have to go fight a thousand things you know, that are just between me and it. Yeah. You know, these kind of micro goals and micro motivations that are not just uh, hey, let's fix everything. Yeah. Go a long way for me. I mean, it's, it's, it's character. It's, you know, incident, like pretty much everything, you know, with the exception of the final battle or when you're fighting, you know, a gigantic mantis or whatever is human scale. Yeah. You know, like it, uh, it does, it does keep it grounded. If you are, if you're looking for something that is, you know, that is like that. I also want to make a, a point, too, just in, in generalities. Um, I know this episode is, is running long and we expected it not to. Um, <laughs> but the uh, is that uh, how much kind of just superfluous extra content there is mm -hmm. in this game that isn't tied to anything. Right. Like not even uh, combat, like just people who you run into that have kind of like interesting little personality quirks that are not uh, anything. Like the um, the seer, the forecaster <laughs> yep. uh, you run into at, at 180 outpost 88 or whatever. Um, that's great. Like there's all these little world things that just don't have a point there, you know, like it just doesn't feel empty yeah. to me. And that just, that's a, such a huge thing. Like the fact that I can run into somebody and have them actually have a personality, even when they're just a merchant, mm -hmm. you know, you run into that gun runners guy who is at the at outpost 188. <laughs> he's a total dickhead. Yep. And if you want to actually buy his stuff, you have to flatter him. Yep. You know, he's a merchant. He has a functional thing, <laughs> but he's not just going to say like, Hey, what do, what do you want? Like you have to actually kind of work your way into it because he has a person that lives in this world that is shaped by the forces of this world. Yeah. So good. Yep. I really enjoy it. 
Yeah, it is. Uh, it's one of my favorites. It is uh, one of my favorites. Definitely one of my favorites from like that generation. Yeah. Like whatever the the 360 PC, you know, PS3 kind of thing. There are there many with, like, schools of thought souls. whether it becomes the eighth or the ninth. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Kermit the Frog. <laughs> um, I don't know if you meant to do that, but you turned nice. Kermit the Frog halfway through. <laughs> um, but like up there with Demon Souls, you know, and 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 stuff is just like one of my favorite games from that generation. Yeah. Human Revolution. Pretty so good. Uh, okay. Um, next episode, we're not done. No. Nope. Um, I hope you guys are looking forward to nine hours of uh, Fallout New Vegas talk. Um, because next episode is Side Quest, which uh, there's a lot of. Mm-hmm. And we're going to talk about that. And then we're going to talk about the DLCs, which there are a lot of. So for fans of our three hour episodes, like, get ready for 12 goddamn hours of Fallout stuff this, this month. Uh, yeah. Look forward to that. I, it sounded like I was being sarcastic, but actually, look forward to it. Yeah, please do. Yeah. Um, yeah, so there we've got uh, two games that we know of after uh, after this um, uh, kind of run this series um, is uh, so after right after this um, after the extra sode uh, we're going to be doing Day of the Tentacle uh, which was just re released uh, kind of like in a, in a remastered form uh, you can get that like uh, on a lot of stuff actually like uh, PlayStation Vita PC I think it's on some consoles and stuff and uh, the port is really good. Uh, mm-hmm. Play it with the uh, the director's commentary because there's some pretty cool stuff in there, and you mm-hmm. can turn it on and off uh, with uh, you know relative ease. I, I've not been doing that. Yeah. I was just going to look that stuff up later, but uh, yeah, also good advice to do so. I like the way it looks with the uh, the old filter more than I like the new graphics. Yeah, um, that's me. But other people may or may not. Um, yeah. After that, we're doing uh, Deus Ex Invisible War, um, which is the sequel to Deus Ex that is much maligned, and that also came out in a bunch of systems. Um, I'm playing it on PC, but uh, it also runs on the original Xbox. Yeah. Which is a source of much consternation (laughs) among fans. Yeah. So uh, we're not ready to announce what comes after that, but uh, we're kind of butting up up against the next poll and uh, also against uh, our summer JRPG. Yes. Um, Yeah. If you you like the show and you want to support it, head on over to patreon.com forward slash duckfeedtv. There you can give us a buck or two bucks or three bucks a month or whatever amount you're able to. And it makes a really big difference. Um, it allows us to do new shows. Uh, we have a new show, Monster My Podcast. It comes out three times a week. It is a look at the Monster Manual, Monstrous Manual from uh, AD&D 2nd Edition. It's super fun. Um, but there are other shows that are in the future if we get certain goals. Um, and it also allows us to do like our other show, Abject Suffering, once a week and uh, do live shows and things like that. Yeah. So yeah. Life-changing support, and we appreciate everybody who has given so far. Yeah, um, absolutely. Another thing we appreciate, uh, this is the first time we've been able to talk about it in an episode, but uh, we have a wiki now. We joked about yes. it. Oh, yeah. We, we never expected anybody to do it. But uh, a huge number of uh, kind of founding members uh, stepped out from the community and built this uh, crazy thing at uh, wiki.duckfeed.tv. And, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, go there and check it out. Uh, it's uh, it's staggering. Yeah. And if you want to help out, there are methods for that. Yes. Um, you, can, you can submit things if you want to to add things, which is really cool. Um, yeah. And we, we it, is, uh, it is genuinely heart-touching. Yeah. So it is uh, in, emboldening to the, the boldest heart. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, we really appreciate that. Uh, ratings, reviews, and iTunes are also real big. Uh, blogging, all those things are really helpful. Um, other than that, though, uh, what should they do, Cole? Uh, watch out for Cazadors. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> and the, the, the tequila of the same name is probably fine.
Yeah, it, it popped off and I couldn't click on uh, answer call because a little survey popped up about our call quality. Cool. Fuck you, yeah, Skype. Fuck you, Skype. Yeah. <laughs> Go um, to 